Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two-moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. These have all played parts in the world's fate, but it's the people that truly shape the future. And, every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery, quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum, or, in most cases, both. But on a far smaller scale, perhaps it is time we look at the 300 years since our last story. Much of the world of Atlaren has entered an industrial age of machines, magics, gunpowder, and most volatile of all, the printing press. Factions and nations fight for political supremacy as much with blade and bow as paper and ink. But the machinations of nobles don't mean much to our crew. In this particular window in time, it is the year 501, and despite the advancements of the world, the Antarctic continent of Frosthold is still a little behind. A trio of wanderers have unknowingly taken up a mercenary contract together, intertwining their separate threads. Each seek a form of salvation in their own way. One must undo a mistake, one must find their strength, and one must find their true place. Scrappy misfits all. This is their story, pitted against a world of danger and rushing further into the unknown every waking moment. I need no weapon, for I am the weapon. I need no armor, for my family is my armor. When I fall, I rise to guard eternal. This was the Nothar Creed that Fustrak Broadhorn was raised by. A Minotaur barbarian with a love of battle and honor, the son of Chief Tejar is fierce detective of those he cares about. Fustrak is traveling the world to learn new fighting styles and techniques, and hoping to bring them back home to Garrett Eldathas. While not exactly smart, Fustrak makes up for it in brute strength and tenacity on the battlefield. The maul on his back comes in handy, but Fustrak prefers unarmed combat to even the playing field. Despite his gruff exterior, Fustrak can be quite patient, kind, and gentle, but guards the secrets of his past tightly, though it may soon catch up with him. If you're ever in search of polite company and good conversation, perhaps Magda Renly won't be your first choice. If you have a problem that needs taken care of by whatever means necessary, however, you won't find a better mercenary for the job. Hailing from the Bjorning Woods of Amnoblin, Magda has travelled the world under the employment of the Atlan Mercenary Company. She's a human blood hunter who acquires her abilities from special concoctions taught to her by the Guild of the Gate. While she has served the AMC for many years, anyone who comes across her may get the distinct impression she has no interest in niceties and kissing ass to rise through the ranks. Even so, Magda knows that in order to achieve her goals, she needs the AMC and the guild. If she'll ever be able to stop looking over her shoulder and finally start looking forward, she needs to play the game. But she'll be damned if she lets herself trust anyone again. Oh, hey there, guy. My name is Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago, which you know is probably too many names, but Ma and Dad couldn't pick one they liked best, and even after all that effort to choose one, they like, you know, they ended up calling me Nick, wouldn't you know? 
Even my babysitters growing up, old Alma and Candy, called me all sorts of things because, Christ, they had a lot to choose from, didn't they? Half the time I don't even know who anyone is talking to, but I answer anyway because I just like to be helpful. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, you can just call me Noah. I grew up in a sweet little suburb of Port Midcord called Reese's Ridge, and I tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way. My parents have a successful little potion shop that I helped out with as a kid. My dad was doing crazy experiments with the potions while Ma was tinkering away on whatever she could find. You know, I remember some of the other kids while I was growing up, they would come to our neighborhood barbecues and bring their toys over to show off. Why, this one time I accidentally melted poor Patty's new doll, and boy did I feel silly. After that, you can sure bet I got a good lesson in potion safety. Well, once I got older, I traveled around with the Phelan caravan since, you know, they were good friends of the folks, and I learned a lot more on my travels. Now, after traveling so much, I've helped the folks expand the business and, you know, created a few more things that we can stock in our stores. I came to Frosthold in search of some rare ingredients and some make some new, you know, potion things with. And I'll be darned all the heck if I'm not going to come up with something cool to show my dad next time I come home. Vagrant, entertainer, gun for hire, Christmas fortune mayor has been known as many things and gone by various names. Whatever suits him best at the time. To get to the next day, to the next job, to the next handful of coin. Christmas does not go out of his way to show cruelty nor kindness and grants neither favor nor misfortune. He acts solely for his own interests and only helps or harms others to further those interests. Though born far in the north under more privileged circumstances, an encounter with the chaotic magic of the Feywild set Christmas Path in a drastically different direction, a direction that changed him, both inward and outwardly. But with change comes freedom, and with freedom comes danger. Survival from one day to the next is both exhilarating and grueling, but Christmas has mastered surviving. Whether by the stage or a passing stranger's pocket, making it to the next day is his specialty. Yeah, as you come out of the ring, people are, like, all over both of you. Just like, yeah, yeah, just, like, patting you on the back and just like, mm-hmm. you gotta show me how you did that. And, just, nah, okay. nah. and some people are like, oh, my God, you got disarmed, but you did so good. And you're checking. Yeah, uh, like, super, like, this is like talking to crazy, rabid English football fans. No, oh, God. It's, it's bad. Um, but some of the actual club, like, come in and clear people out of your way, and they're like, all right, all right, all right, let them breathe. Do um, I see the shady-looking humans or human-sized uh, yeah, there, people? There are a few of them around. Can I... When I pass by them, am I able to see, like, faces underneath hoods or anything like that? Uh, give me a perception check. I meant to do this earlier, but I figured the Well, now that you're, like, up close to them, yeah. Yeah. You still have your bardic inspiration, too. Oh, I do! And that's gonna make it pretty darn good. Oh, I rolled a one! (laughs) So that's an unnatural 20. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. 
realize what you meant. Um, yeah, you, as you make your way by some of these people, uh, one of them, as you get closer, you realize is a drow, and they're probably protecting themselves from the sun, and also some people don't like drow, so they're just trying to keep covered. I, um, I just had a flashback to campaign one. I was going to be like, Kellogg, no! <laughs> <laughs> he is... He is fucked up somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. But another one uh, that you pass by, you don't see any like defining features. Just looks like a younger guy. Um, you or hold on, let me double check. Uh -oh. Is there anybody important here? Yeah. No, this one's this one's just a guy. Uh, but the third person you pass. You don't get a look at the rest of their face, but you do notice they're sort of pale, um, have a very raggedy black beard that you can kind of see peeking out from under the hood. Uh, but that's the only real defining feature you can see. Uh, that's it? Mm-hmm. So nobody familiar or anything like that? Uh, nobody that you have seen before. Okay. That's no fun. Uh, Just because you haven't seen them before doesn't mean they aren't interesting. I can't make a history check, see if there are anybody important, or... Who do you want a history check? Um... So... There's a drow, there's a youngish guy who's just sort of wrapped up, you don't know why. And then there's the guy with the dark beard who is like, in, like, fully covered. I'll try and go with dark beard guy. Okay, go ahead and roll me a history. And I have advantage. Uh, 12. 12? Yep. I mean... Pale skin and dark beard's pretty fucking common. I know. Um, though, I'll give you one thing. His cloak looks like it's from Amnobolin. Uh oh. It is specifically Dalmareg make. Do do we have like specific? on what Walter looked like? Uh, kind of. Uh, he He was... Jasper described him as pale, uh, a little bit on the shorter side for a human. Uh, black beard, black, uh, longish hair, like, down to the shoulders. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else? Is this guy short? A little bit. Like, just a little <laughs> under average. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's 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 about it. Basically, the person that Jasper described to you at the time was like, "Well, that's just a guy." But now that you're like hyper aware of Walter, like and you're like, that I know that he can jump around. Mm -hmm. Like it, it does seem strange that this man has a specifically Dalmarig cloak. Okay. Uh, Noah's about to go in, yeah? Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go... Ah, shit. Foostrock's having a grand reunion. I don't fucking trust Christmas. Christmas is going with me. Why not? Oh, yeah. Lorcan's out there. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I guess there is Lorcan. 
I'm gonna go to Lurkin. Okay. Hey. Yes. You know this Walter guy that everyone's been talking about? Mm-hmm. Did you ever meet? Oh no, you'd never met him. Mm, what am no. I saying? Uh I there's a guy here that fits his description. And I don't Okay. I don't want to be wrong about it, but I don't know. Jasper's the only one who saw him. So he's not here, so I can't I don't know what to do. Uh should I go see if I can hear anything? Talk to him? Should I should I pull a you? And go talk to the stranger for you? I don't I mean, he and I have are never you, met. Are you going to be conspicuous or inconspicuous about it? Because you are I don't know, you have fey markings on you, you have- I- I do, but there are ladrin in this world. Listen, I'll put it this way. My greatest talent is putting people at ease. Except for Magda. She's willfully not at ease with anything, so that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I- I'm a talker, more so than anything else. Okay, just be careful and give me some sort of signal if you need help. Alright. Um, if if you if you see me because I can't be very obvious about it uh, tell you what, if you see me tug on my ear that's I need help. Alright. And he has you point out the person to him, and he just goes strolling through the crowd. Um, Fustrock, you get out of the ring, and your potion of growth fades. What do you do? Um, going back over to my mom. Make a perception check. Oh, oh no! Fuck. She left! No! That's a 17. You don't see her anywhere. Not even in the pit? Nope. Sucks. Oh. <laughs> now I want to wreck on oh. it, but I won't. <laughs> no. Has Foostrock already been given his winnings? Uh, yeah, they would be handed to you almost as immediately as you get out. Um, how much, how much did you bet? I bet one platinum. You bet one platinum on your own fight, so that means you are given that and an additional platinum. Uh, no, you're given 10%, so you're given 18 gold back, because they keep a cut. I did two platinum. So you would, what's 10% of 40? Um, You would get 36 gold back. Sweet. Which is 3.6 platinum. Okay. Yep. Rayaru is nowhere to be found. Um... 
Fustrak's just gonna walk off to the side and just sit down on the ground. Um, alright. Alright, next fight! Uh, no, be the mean DM. Do it. Alright. Ah. Uh, Christmas um, and as we're walking down into the pit, or while all this was going on, I'm scanning the pit to see if there are any, like, loose stones, like, bigger rocks, or if there's any, like, loose bricks or anything. Um, yeah, there are, there are a few loose bricks. This, this, uh, this ring is made mostly out of, uh, mostly out of clay bricks, uh, and mm. mortar. Um, and then it has, like, mosaics and areas, but you can find a few loose bricks. Okay. Good to know. I am also, <laughs> as we're going in here, Christmas is kind of like singing almost like under his breath, like a little melody in Sylvan. Mm -hmm. And I will cool. give a bardic inspiration dice to Noah. Okay. Is that a d6? That is a d6. Okay. Um... Good to know. Bards, yeah. 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 Oh. Love birds. So yeah, it's so nice to have a charismatic character on the team. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You don't have any charisma. My you... charisma is absolutely zero, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I think <laughs> Larkin... I am charismatic. I think I mean, charisma is score the other is how one. good you are at using your charisma, but you can still be talkative and an extrovert. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I think Lorcan's is pretty high, though. I don't know if it's as high as Christmas. I mean, he's uh, a Ex Archfey, so I would imagine it'd be pretty. Lorcan has an 18. Aha, same. Nice. Yeah. He he used to be a charisma based caster, so now he's a fighter, technically. Now uh, he's a fucking waste of space. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we'll find out. Won't be a waste of space when you find out his connections. We'll see. We'll see if you even get access to his connections. Um, we'll see. Do 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 do. Hold on. Sorry. Grabbing the grabbing the peeps. Um. What is this other person? Um, uh, Blake. Odds or evens? Uh, odds. Good to know. Okay. Gonna have a ranger and an artificer. Oh, an artificer? Yes. Ooh. An artillerist, specifically. Oh my god. Well, that doesn't seem fair. It seems very fair. Great. He can use guns, but I can't use my gun. Well, his his gun is not a not a gun gun. It's an eldritch cannon. It's not a physical That's a weapon. That's a fucking gun. It's a. Oh it's not a physical god. weapon. Whatever, I'm gonna destroy him. Uh-huh, sure you are. Alright, kids. Roll your initiatives. Okay. Holy shit, I have plus four to initiative. Yeah, dexterity. Jesus. Seven. Oh, fuck. I have plus Twelve. Okay. Well, because we played the whole campaign and Kit had plus two the entire yeah. time. Like his initiative was garbage. Sorry, what, I can't... what were your two? Uh, 12. 
Seven. Seven. Wow. They managed to roll lower than both of you. Uh, what? Yes. I'm going first. Tourist. Ranger, which is sad that the ranger rolled that low when they're a fucking dex based uh, person. Right. Um, Alright. So, Noah, as the whistle is blown to start, once you guys are all readied up, how you start? Alright, Noah is going to run over here. Okay. He's going to. Um, He's gonna bonus action take his experiment. Nope, nope. He's gonna wait. Um, I'm going to for my action. I'm gonna cast catapult, and I'm gonna grab one of those bricks, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna catapult it in a straight line for sixty feet. Okay. Uh, they need to make it's gonna dexterities. Hit both of them? Yeah, it's sixty feet, so it'll hit both of them. I think it like an arrow. It stops when it hits its first target. Um, it said stopping early if it impacts against a solid surface. That if would the be... object would strike a creature, that creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, it would be considered a solid surface to hit. Okay, but if they fail the save, it continues. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So what's the save? Oh. Uh, dexterity. Two. Two? Nope. <laughs> they oh. had to make 14, so dexterity for the second guy. All right. Natural one. Yes! Okay. So, uh... Wow! 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Uh, that's gonna be... That's gonna be 10 bludgeoning damage to both of them. Alright. Unless you want me to roll nah. separate for Let's the second guy. Let's keep it guy. simple. Okay. Um, Alright. Anything and- for... Yeah, as my bonus action, I am going to use my um, my potion. Yeah, yeah, my experimental potion, uh, which I'm trying to find. Haven't heard that in a while. What? Habadawaga. Um, uh, it is healing, is swiftness, that? resilience, boldness, flight, transformation. Roll and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Two. Two. Swiftness. You get walking speed plus ten for one hour. Yeah. You get to be Super. extra gay. I'm extra fast now. <laughs> Super um, extra gay. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, um, that's gonna be my... Turn. Get out of so my I'm... way, I'm gay. Get no, out of my gay. way! Starbucks is gonna close, you guys! <laughs> Ah. Uh, yeah. So open twenty four hours anymore ever since the pandemic. Get all the fucking way. (laughs) Sorry. That's that's my turn. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Christmas. Ring ting ting along ding dong ding along ding along. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What I am gonna do is um. You watch. He's kind of like. He mutters some more like Sylvan, but it's like a it's like a melody, like a low melody, as he's tracing um, Sylvan runes in the air, and then he'll kind of like Doctor Strange. He like puts his arms through the runes, and then immediately there are three of him. Ah, Ooh, mirror image. Uh, but and but I'm like going canon. To... Oh, I'm sorry. There are four of him. Um, four of him. Oh, mirror image. Okay. Th- 
Yeah, so yeah. I will cast Mirror Image on myself. Um, Four times as much holly jolly bitches. Yeah, and I'll pull up that here. <laughs> I am now Santa and his reindeer. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, um, motherfucker. Oh, ho, ho, motherfucker. And then <laughs> I will... Well, that's one hilarious. Black Santa, that one Vic Santa, and that one's Donner. Um, Such a bad joke. Following that, I'm just actually going to move myself so that I am right next to Noah. But there's oh, okay. like a bunch of me in front oh, of Oh, hey him. there, guy. We all technically fill oh, my guy. space. You're a Christmas choir. That is... I don't have any... Hallelujah. I don't have any bonus Hallelujah. actions that I can use anymore. So that's my turn. Oh my God. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh such God. a bad joke. Oh, oh my God. Right. Every fucking time, though. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so the. Who's first? The artillerist. The artillerist oh uh, pulls out. Um, Basically, from their side, they pull out uh, what looks like a wood carving knife, and you see them start to cast a spell over it. And next to them, oh, great, uh, a small ballista-shaped phantasm appears. Let me see if I can actually fucking find hate them. it already. Ah, artillery. Whittle Biddy Ballista. Yeah. Alright. Um, and that takes their action, sadly. So, as a bonus action, they go pull out uh, a, uh, a yellow potion with this sort of bead floating in the center. They pop the cork off of it and drink oh, no. it and disappear. Oh. God. Feck. So you don't... I'm gonna leave them where they last were, but you don't know where they are now. Uh, and the ballista slowly turns to focus on you guys, but it doesn't have an action yet. That'll bring us to the ranger who... Is seeing that a line attack was just performed, uh, is going to run off this way. Oh, I gotta mark that. They pull out uh, their bow, and as they pull the arrow, they point it very briefly at Noah. And Noah, you are marked by Hunter's Marked. And they yes. pull back and first ranger to ever remember Hunter's Mark. I know, right? Only <laughs> DMs That's ever correct. remember Hunter's correct. Mark. It feels like <laughs> I um, played a ranger for an entire campaign with Zach. I never fucking Hunter's Mark anything. I no, I kept having to remind you. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, I remember. Will a nineteen hit you? It sure do. Okay. Hunter's Mark is a D six, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So they go and do that with Debo. Uh, that is going to be 12 damage total as 
an arrow just goes right in your chest. Oh, Oh, God, you guys. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think you've been wounded in a battle very badly yet. So this is like... (laughs) Magda just yells, walk it off. (laughs) Walk it off. Ranged weapons banned in this? Yeah. Oh shit, I'm so sorry. Let me walk that back. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I forgot. We're about to kill this ranger. Hold I'm on. waiting for them to be like, oh, you're disqualified. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm so sorry. I will change that. I feel like the artillerist cannon should also be considered that. It's a magic thing, so it's not. Uh, yeah, um, and they're getting away with a technicality. Mm hmm. Which means they too must die. Yeah. They too <laughs> perish. Okay. So. Perish. Yours is better than mine. It's it, it's a thing. It is. It is. It's, it's a better. Thing. It's fine. I'm a forgetful yeah. bitch, so thank you for catching me. I don't no actually use my vocal cords when I do that, so it's just we, like. Oh. We were just happy that we were going to get a bunch of free money. Like, that was... Yeah. yeah. They'll just be like, oh, fuck! Just, fuck, get out of the ring! Yeah. Just, god damn it. They can all you His partner would be like, the fuck? So I'm gonna take back Hunter's Mark, because he wouldn't be using that. Um, That's right. Or a bow. Or a bow. <laughs> instead... Um, instead, he is going to... Bonus action, you see him click his fingers and you see this green energy start to swirl around his arm uh, as he reaches uh, to his back where you see he's got a spear and he charges toward you. Um, Passes by where the previous person was. Now I'll roll to hit. Uh, Spears have reach, so he would actually... Oh, he's got a... Spear. I thought you said spear, and I was like, Uh, he's gonna attack me with a beatball. Yep. (laughs) No. Uh, Will uh, an 18 hit you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Double hand spear. Uh, That's gonna be, that's still gonna be 12 damage, so just take that. What the fuck? Yeah, he rolled max damage plus some extra shit. Um, God damn it. But that is coming along with ensnaring strike. So I need you to make a strength saving throw. Okay. This is Uh, making me wish uh, that. I'm uh, gonna use my bardic inspiration for this. Yeah. So it's like the first time I've ever like seen bardic inspiration used by everyone that gets it. Everybody gets it, yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, you will save against being uh, restrained, uh, but you still get stabbed. That. uh, It's like, oh, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Kit when he got smacked by Gira. Rub some, rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine. That's unhygienic. Um, okay, that'll bring us back to Noah. Oh, it's my turn. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, okay, bonus actions. What can I do? Uh, drink a potion. I could drink a potion again. Um. Okay. 
I am going to, oh, he hit me with an attack. Yes. Fucking hellish rebuke. Okay, that's your reaction, all right. Yeah, I forgot, I was like waiting for it. Um, Do he needs to make a dexterity save. Okay. Fuck. No. That's a natural two, he's not beaten. Yeah. yeah. 3d10, no wait, 2d10, don't go crazy. Let him up, let him up. No, wait, no, it's 3d10 because it's level two. Yeah. Fuck you, D&D, yeah. um, To be fair, that is confusing. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be 19 points of fire damage. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, okay. He looks bad. Do we have bad. any resistance? He oh, good. bad. As okay, you good. just light him up, he's just like, the fire dissipates, he's just like... <laughs> that's what you get for cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna look him dead in the face, and I'm gonna be like, "You're looking a little peaky to me, buddy." And I'm gonna cast Ray of Sickness. Oh, boy. oh no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so make a Constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Fucking fuck three. Okay. Um, hang on. Is this a... These people are you... higher level than you. This isn't supposed to be this easy. Ah, fuck them. Is this a, is this a roll to hit situation? Uh, no. It's just against the saving throw. Okay. So 2D... Right. No, it says make a ranged spell attack. Oh. I'm sorry. That's, that's my game. Um... That's gonna be a 24. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, and his con save was bad. It is three. Okay, he's poisoned. Um, but he's gonna take. <laughs> he's gonna take two d eight of poison damage. I just picture him being like second degree burns and throwing up now. Yeah, he's just uh, standing there like. I kind of feel bad. Uh, that's gonna be. That's gonna be eight points of poison damage. Fucking out. God, I feel bad for this fucking he's out. He's so. done. You, okay. you cast Ray of Sickness. He's just like, ha, ha, and he just, he just throws up everywhere and collapses in his own vomit. Ew. It's just a really wet slap as he hits the ground. Ew. And everybody's like, oh. Um, a couple people have like sympathy, like, what? <laughs> Uh, and then I'm gonna bonus action use one of my potions. Oh, okay. Okay. That's gonna be, ooh, that's gonna be nine healing damage. Nice. <laughs> the best kind of damage. Yeah, the best kind of damage. <laughs> healing damage. Yeah, the best. There, and that is, that's the end of my turn, y'all. Okay, Christmas. I will take that potion on the inventory. One enemy down, a ballista on the field, and the other one is disappeared. No, Noah, you you see five versions of Christmas all turn and look at you, just like, son, I... you ain't even used the spear yet. Oh, I forgot I had it. <laughs> <laughs> you're just holding it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh boy. Let me see if I can light him up for you. Um. He had a dagger, right? Like that's what we saw him pull out earlier. Like uh, he pulled out a, a woodcarver's knife. It was his like okay. focus for his spell. Ah, gotcha. All right. Uh, let me see here. He was here about. 
He is. He's still on the map where he was. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so that's where he was. Hmm. I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a little. He's is this part. I am not sure how far he would have gone. So you'll watch as um, the like Christmas will actually like he'll hold out a hand again and start like tracing glyphs in the air. And you can kind of see that there's like a rose bush tattoo of sorts on his on his arm, but the roses don't really look like roses from right here. And you watch as they actually turn, they, they begin to light up and go off of his arm into the area. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop it right here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to cast Fairy Fire, okay, yeah. I figured nice. which will be in a 20-foot radius from right there. So if he's there, he is going to be lit up in the violet light. 20-foot... Radius means 20 foot across. Yeah. Yes. 20 foot radius means... Yes. Because diameter is halfway. No, radius, no, radius is half. Radius, is half. Oh, radius yeah. is half, so it's 40 feet. Yeah, it's okay. like a but I apologize. I am being dumb. It is a 20 foot cube, so it is actually cube. 20 feet across. That's what it is. Okay. So like this? That's no, 20 feet, feet across. Yes. That's 10 20, feet across. Sorry. Yeah. Undo. Double. 10, 15, 20. Where are you? you, Do you want me to scooch it over a little bit? Can we put it a little bit, like one square to the right? Bam. Yeah, right there. Okay. So in that case, you see lit up in green. This, uh, this, uh, sort of silhouette of the artillerist and you can see even in like the the glitter you can see them stop and turn and be like fuck i apologize yeah they have to make a dexterity saving throw oh Four. <laughs> is it less than 14 yep yeah got him <laughs> they can't get a plus 10 <laughs> um but yeah yeah, they're 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 the lit up. Sweet. Yep. So he's got and the 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 square is gone, but um, I I need to see where the the field was just for because I think fairy fire sticks, doesn't it? Anything so it that sticks walks into to it? him. Oh. And then that's just it. So the the square is gone. When the um, spell cast. Yeah. So okay. when the spell is cast, they make a dex throw, and then the square is gone, but they're still marked. Okay. Yep. And it's concentration so. for one minute. So I'll leave the green dot on them to show that they are lit up by fairy fire. And you will have advantage on attack throws. Mm-hmm. All right. Get them. That would bring us to the artillerist's turn, in which case... <laughs> I get to have some fun uh, if I can hit uh, the ballista is going to fire at Noah. Yeah, that's not a shocker. Because aiming at Christmas at this current moment would be a bad idea because it's more likely to miss. Um, so range spell attack. Uh, eighteen. Yep. 
And then force damage. There's no save, you just get pushed. So um, you are not only hit, but you are smacked uh, back into the wall, pushed five feet. Uh, and you're gonna take a grand total of 13 force damage. Jesus. Fuck me. Yeah, I'm rolling, whenever I do hit, I roll really well in damage. Jesus. Yeah, so it just goes and you're just like, oh! it hit the wall, you're just like, oh, right. oh, now you get the arrow reaction. Yeah. But this, this bolts that's sticking out of like the lower part of your ribs and you're just like holding onto it it just dissipates oh you guys it's not supposed to go there <laughs> i should know i'm a doctor <laughs> but I am. um all right um that's how does that work for artillerists cannon is magical object oh you decide what type okay. is can take a bonus action to activate it, so he still has an action. Um, in which case, from his distance, he will cast the spell. Hold on, I need to figure out the artillerist uh, spells. Sorry, still learning how to use this class. Uh, no, you're totally fine. Just go to cast. He's gonna cast himself a magic missile at the highest level he can on Christmas. He has access to magic missile? Magic missile is the first level fucking spell. I don't have access to magic missile. You're not an artillerist. That's yeah, you're right. Oh no, no, you're right. This is not available to them. Um, artillers don't have it either. Uh, oh, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. I thought I saw it. Did not. Instead, I was say, the artificer spell list is the same. I think. Yes, he just has a couple extra spells that are special to him. Um, yeah. Meow. Meow. Magic missile, I think, is for the armorer. <laughs> the Iron Man class. I believe uh, yeah, so because yeah. Halen has it. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm thinking of Halen. Um, so instead, what can he do? So, fucking artificers don't have very many attack spells. Firebolt. Yeah, but that's a cantrip. Firebolt. Cantrips are great. Cantrips yeah. are spells. I know. Yeah. But they don't have a fucking... fucking they do damage. I know that does. <laughs> but I like, I like other spells, too. Uh... Um, he's not gonna use Firebolt because uh, Noah's a tiefling, uh, and he's oh, that's true. That. He would know. He's an yeah. intelligence-based class. He's not gonna do that shit. Especially uh, since I'm a red tiefling. That yeah, yeah. Um, he is gonna. I'm so sorry. I'm the one whose turns take the longest because I have to keep on figuring yeah. out how to do things. Um, instead, he is going to cast Ray of Frost. So he's going to run out here. Uh, he's going to cast it on Noah because it's more likely to hit. Um, yep. And then Ray of Frost. Spell attack. Come on. Come on. Let me kill somebody. 
19. 19 hits. Yay! D8. Okay. D8 cold damage. That's 7 cold damage. And okay. your speed is reduced by 10 until the start of your... Uh, so, until the start of the caster's next turn. Okay, so like my swiftness is worn off for a second. Yeah. Did you say it was 7 cold damage? Yes. Okay, cool. Noah's probably a little, little worse for wear right now. Yeah, a little peaky. All right. Uh, Noah, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to... Man, what do I want to do to this fucker? Um, I'm going to stay right there. Oh, he would and... have also lost his invisibility. Okay. But fairy fire still clings to him, so attacks still have advantage. Uh, I am going to actually, I'm going to move right here, and then I'm going to cast Barago's Caustic Brew. Cute. Thanks. Uh, that's going to be it's going to be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Yes. Uh, so, no, wait, I might have just done that wrong. Hold on. Uh, you must make a dexterity saving throw. I apologize. Uh, unnatural 20. Yeah, that's gonna save. Uh, okay. So, he saves from the spell. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Um, there goes all my spell slot. And as a bonus action, I can't cast anything. Huh. I have a thought. So we can use potions. That's yes. not a big deal. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Six seconds. I'm going to bonus action rage. Okay. Just in case. So, all y'all see Noah just fucking in, <laughs> in Midwestern. <laughs> So yeah. instead of, oh, it's, ha! <laughs> like, really yeah. nasally. Uh-huh. And he just hulks out. <laughs> Let me yep. speak to your manager! <laughs> RG Willikers! <laughs> you uh, dropped my poutine! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and that's ah! going to be my turn. I'm disappointed! Oh, I no, didn't know! I'm baked potato soup! I didn't know that Noah had barbarian. Uh, he has a berserker earring. He doesn't. The earring. Oh, yeah, the, berserker the earring. earring. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was about to be like, what? Uh, and that's that's my turn. That's it. Christmas oh, turn. Oh, right. I need this artificer to make a wisdom saving throw. Three. Excuse me. Could be the deck. No. Um, no, father. So <laughs> I am going to use my last second level spell slot to cast Dissonant Whispers. Mm. Um, I whisper a discordant melody that only the artificer can hear. Um, and on a failed save, he takes 4d6 psychic damage to get out, oh. all my sne- get out all my sneak attack dice that I have for when I play rogues. Am I hearing a cat or a chicken in the background? 
pretty sure it's a cat. It's not my so cat. Like, I like it. It's not me. Nope. There's it no might noise be Hannah. Here. I rolled a six <laughs> and three ones. Uh, oh. So that is nine points of psychic damage, and oh. they need to use their reaction to immediately run as far away as they can from their me. Their reaction? They have to use their reaction to run as far away as they can from me because they are fucking terrified right now. Yeah. you. Uh, so, Noah, you would see Christmas and all of his mirror images cast this spell in front of him and point it toward the artificer. And the artificer, who is getting ready to focus back on their ballista to fire, they turn and look at Christmas, just wide-eyed, and they fucking turn and run. Um, make me, just make, for fun, make me an intimidation check. With advantage. Let me pull up my intimidation here. Twenty-three. Um, as he goes, he takes a flying leap at the pit wall and starts <laughs> climbing. And you hear the ref blow the whistle. It's like, disqualified! And it's over. Yeah. Just real quick, just reach his arms out like that. And the like, the the sigils that are like drawn in the air break on his arms. And now there's just one Christmas. Yeah. This guy fucking climbs out of the pit and just runs. Uh, yeah. I don't have any more magic. I was going to heal myself, but nope. Yeah, medics come over. do come out onto the field oh. Um, oh. to help you out if you need. Oh, please help me. Oh, my yeah. God. I, one of them comes yeah. up and one of them, this, like, kind of sassy-looking dwarf lady comes up and, like, baps you on the cheek. Uh, she's going to give you uh, 12 healing. Yay. I'm going to burn a healing word. And I will get you some hit points as well. Come over and slap you on the shoulder. Be like, you did a pretty good job there. Everybody's just slapping you. Oh, guys, weird day. Uh, five. Uh, that's that's something. Minimum Uh, on the dice. That's okay. I'm close to full. Oh, boy, you guys. That was, uh, uh, I check all my vials. Like, oh, do you really bring up my Yeah, they're all okay. You have a yank. Oh no, you don't have a bolt in you because it was magic. Never mind. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I don't. It's just a big hole in my body. Yeah, that's now like knitted shut a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh. Okay, well, that was fun, you guys. Let's uh, let's go get our money. <sighs> hey, yeah. Um. In the meantime, before we wrap up for tonight. Uh, as you guys are coming out of the ring and uh, you see Fustrak sitting by himself away from the ringaways, um, Lorcan has been speaking to this hooded figure. Uh, and Magda, I've been like, yeah. yeah. As you're watching him, you see him like wander up and like sort of post up next to the guy, like watching the match. And um, you see him occasionally like lean his head over and talk to the guy. And the guy like looks over. You can see his mouth move as he speaks back. And at one point, Lorcan turns and offers him a hand and the guy shakes it. Um, and they just sort of chatter 
while the match is taking place. And it's over pretty fast, but at the end, um, the, the hooded man sort of, you see him like go, oh, damn it, like that sort of motion. And Lorcan kind of chuckles and uh, speaks to him with a smile and the guy shrugs and there's just some sort of like, you can tell he may have lost on a bet in this. Um, but Lorcan is sort of, Lorcan who did bet on uh, Christmas and Noah uh, is sort of like talking to him about it. Um, well... You said the house keeps 20%, right? 10%. 10%. But it's one gold per 10 gold. Yeah. So... One gold per yeah. platinum. So I lose... And it's only on what we get back on top of our initial. Yeah, they right, double so. it and keep ten percent, right? Yeah. Okay. They so ten percent of the doubled amount or ten percent of the cut back? Ten percent of what you get total. So how much did you bet? Four platinum. Four platinum. So you would get an additional four platinum minus ten percent. So ten percent of eighty gold is eight gold. You would Perfect. get 70, 72 gold back. Gotcha. Math ben, do you need hard. me to math that for you? Nope. Okay. I bet 15 gold twice. One both of them got 60 minus 6, 54. Gotcha. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Magda, you just continue to watch these two, and you can see there is a certain charm about Lorcan, how easily he speaks to this person, um, and how easily he seems to get him to speak back. Um, Ooh. and, uh, they, at one point, um, you see the man actually pull his hood back to look at Lorcan, and you see he has sort of longish dark hair. Um, he is very thin and pale, almost gaunt. Um, and he's got these sort of grayish blue eyes that you can just see from this distance. Um... But as they're talking back and forth, um, Lorcan like puts a hand on his shoulder and smiles, and you can see the guy still talking to him. And eventually, the man steps away from Lorcan after one final handshake, and he sort of melds into the crowd. Uh, and Lorcan just stands there for a minute, and eventually slowly meanders his way back to you. Uh, for the boys, who are you guys see Fustrak sitting away from the ring? What are you guys doing? Um, I collected my money, so mm -hmm. I'm probably going to go over to Fustrak, because he just looks weird. And be like, ah, uh, hey there, guy. How's it going? You won your fight. Yeah, you, uh, you did a pretty good job in there yourself. Uh, thanks. I, you know, could have made it a lot better if I could use the gun, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, he made it out alive and okay. He kind of got beat up a little bit, but seems that uh, Christmas really had your back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he seemed like he was, you know, helping a bit. There were, like, five of them out there, so, you know, it, it was a lot more help than I expected. Yeah, it was kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. How are uh, how are you doing? You look kind of different. Yeah, I'm uh, 
think I'm ready to head back to the tower. Okay. Fushnark, um, uh, what's your passive perception? Thirteen. You hear from across the ring the names announced. Uh, you hear Brennan Carter and Rayaru. I'm immediately on my feet. And you see stepping into the ring is your mother. Uh, oh, she's still here. With her huge double-handed mace. And you see across from her is uh, another paladin of sorts. Uh, but this one is dressed in sort of blue-tinted armor. And you see set into the sort of the, the bottom of the neck and the chest is a metal raven skull. And uh, he is wielding a longsword and a pretty large, almost verging on tower shield. But he sort of, this heavy, heavy armor stalks out into the ring across from Rayru. They're one-on-one fight. Um, and you see her ready her mace. And the whistle blows and Rayru doesn't move. The paladin charges her. And as he's coming in, she lifts that mace up and bringing it fully around her head, just brings it through. Uh, He lifts his shield to try to knock it away. And she hits the top of the shield hard enough that the mace glances off and actually smashes him in the side of the helmet. Uh, Mind you, she is wearing no armor. Um, So she's gonna deal, huh? Pretty, pretty penny of damage there. Um, he comes back around with his own double swing, uh, brings it uh, across to her unprotected side first. Where's my other one? Where'd it go? Where the fuck? Okay, there it is. Um, brings it around to her unprotected side, slashing across. Uh, you see the blade sink ever so slightly into this sort of just before the shoulder join, but it's not a big hit, and he pulls it back around to swipe up under her arm, um, which sinks in a little deeper, like just above the kidney. She shows nothing. She doesn't even, like, grimace at the pain. On her turn, she casts something that you don't recognize. You've never known your mother to use magic. Uh, but cast something and the mace begins to blow, uh, begins to grow. Uh, glow. Whoa. You said blow, glow, <laughs> glow, grow, glow, glow, grow, glow, whoa. <laughs> um, and she just holds it, uh, brings it back behind her head, one-handed, this super heavy, like, verging on Maul uh, mace, and just slams it down on him with, wow, what a hit. Uh, That's going to be a critical on top of the extra shit she did. Oh, Jesus. Um, And as it hits him, uh, just under his sword arm, uh, or just above his sword arm, rather, uh, you see it just explode in sort of these purple and, uh, 
purple and kind of gray flames, and it just begins to catch on the padding that's underneath his armor. Uh, but it quickly goes out because it doesn't, it won't spread. Uh, but he is sort of knocked off kilter, and you hear him under his helmet just let out this battle cry as he comes back at her. Uh, and he takes another hit, and he is going to pump a smite into that. Unlike the other paladin, who is a paladin of Bahamut, this is a paladin of the Raven Queen, so his looks a little different. Woo. Um, get the right dice here. Um, and as he brings it down, he manages to hit her squarely in the center of the chest with this explosion of gray light and just this weird sort of a cascade of black feathers that fade before they hit the ground. Um, and she's almost knocked off her feet. You see that that one fucked her up. Like, you don't know how she's still standing. Um, but as she takes a couple steps back, sort of trying to steady herself, he takes a second hit, uh, which manages to... She manages to get the mace in front of her just in time to parry it away. Um, and with that, she sort of holds the mace off to the side and draws into the air, uh, Sunar runes that, Christmas, if you're watching this, those look very familiar to you, um, draws these runes into the air, and as she sort of casts the spell across the front of her, uh, you see the knight's armor begin to glow. Oh no. And you hear him start to panic under under all of it. And um, he comes back in for a couple more hits, just trying to fight through the pain. Um, misses on both of them. And just whiff, whiff, back and forth. And she brings in her mace again. She takes both hands to it and brings it down in a very Fustrock, like, Gallagher motion. Just brings it down, narrowly misses his head, lands it right here at the joint of his neck and shoulder, and you watch him just pulled to the ground with that force. And she snaps her fingers and the armor stops glowing. And he doesn't get up. And her whole body goes lax as medics charge in, because they're like, holy fuck, he might die. Um, and they start <laughs> casting on him. Uh, one of them comes up to her and heals her a bit. A few of the sword wounds knit together, but you can see where the smite hit her. It's still almost glowing and is beginning to fade away. Um, but she's just standing there breathing heavily. And she looks up and spots you. <laughs> and... She, she lifts her mace and points it at you and looks across the rest of the crowd and gives a small bow before heading to the stairs nearest to you. Oh, yeah, I, I help her up. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you pull her up out of the pit. She drops her mace on the ground and just big hug. Mm. And the rest oh, yeah. of you <laughs> see this. Yeah. Just hugging her back. Uh, even Lorcan and Magda, you see this from across the ring. Um, 
but just, the, just big, big muscle hugs. And I'm... She, she will not let go of you. Uh, I clocked that and everything. I'm like, okay, good. She didn't leave. Uh, and then I turn back to Lorcan. I'm like, so what'd you get? Um, well, his name's Walter. I'm taking off. I'm going off. <laughs> You're going him. after him? Yep. Oh, shit. All right. Whoa. Shit's happening. Um, uh, 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 okay. So let me ask you guys this as a group. Do you want to keep going for a little while since we lost a bunch of time? I know we've already gone over, but since we lost a bunch of time, or do you want to end here and start the next uh, game? Like, hit the ground running. Ooh, I'm a little torn. Yeah. Because that, that is a really good cliffhanger. That yeah. Has. I'll defer to everybody else. If everybody else wants to keep playing, I will definitely play. I would like to. This is where you find out that we're all a bunch of passive-aggressive people I from mean, the Midwest, yeah. where every single one of us is like, I'll just do what everyone else wants to do. Uh, do we want to just flip a coin, then? Because that's what I was going to say, too. It's just... Unless anyone's, well, like, the, super the one, No offense to the rest of you, but the one I'm concerned about is Zach, because he's the one who usually needs to leave while we're talking afterward. Yeah, that that was the the thing that I was thinking about. But at the same time, I'm also having a really good time while we're mm -hmm. still playing. Do you think Alina um, would forgive us? I mean, I'm sure that she would. We've usually been pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let. Yeah. We we can go for a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm curious about this now, and also, I mean, I got I got Rayoru back, so. Yeah. At least for now, unless you take her from me in some horrible for now. Um, yeah, everybody else good with that? Keep going. Okay, day, let's do it. I Mac. think Alina just yelled down I the think stairs. I heard her. Oh, what would she say? She, no! Get off the internet! <laughs> I'll just text her. Okay. <laughs> no! Come up here! Now! Your models! No! <laughs> Ah, um, that's definitely what. Oh, said. Alina just messaged me. Said, "Forgive him." <laughs> <laughs> she Thanks. just said, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. We love you. Thank you. Um, um. Okay. Christmas's original plan was after seeing the fight and seeing Fustrock and uh, some Minotaur that he doesn't know uh, hug like that and mm -hmm. see that there's a connection. He was going to leave and go back to the tower. Mm -hmm. If he sees Magda take off, like she is, like in in a way, he mm -hmm. will instead follow Magda. Okay, first, Magda, make me a perception check. You've been clocking him the whole time, so it's not going to be hard. 21. Yes, you see where he went. He was headed for the way you guys came in. Um, I think because Magda is very like, go, like you all notice, except for Fustrak, you all notice her like, take the fuck off. Yeah, Fustrak um, doesn't notice at all. Yeah, and Lorcan's like, fuck, all, all right, and he follows as well. Um, Lorcan sort of... Lorcan sort of makes an arc toward you guys, says, uh, Walter, and he just chases after Magda. 
Uh, I'm following. Yeah, and Ray like pulls back as she hears that. She's like, "What's going on?" There's a guy that we've been trying to track down named Walter. He's kind of bad news. Well, well, c- come on! And she like grabs you and chases after your friends. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm running with her. Yeah, she. I feel like this may be where Fustrock got his like help my friends kind of thing. And she's just like, somebody needs help. Let's go. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that would, they have that tracks. Cause Tejar is definitely <laughs> not like that. Um, no, he is not. <laughs> so yeah, you all chase after Magda and, uh, and, uh, an apparent Mr. Walter. Um, and, uh, being that you've all got your winnings, you don't leave anything behind. You charge out of the entrance to this, uh, to this courtyard. Magda is ahead of you guys, and you manage to catch up to her just as she's like looking back and forth, seeing where he went. She spots something, and she just fucking takes off. Um, eventually, Magda, as you follow, uh, as you follow any sign you can of where he's gone, and thankfully the city is—it's busy, but it's not too busy that you won't see where a hooded figure went because he's pulled it back on. Um, you manage to follow him through the market. Um, and you guys finally start to close in as he's getting to a more residential area where the streets are a little slimmer. Um, and just as you're like starting to get within range of him to do something, he cuts down an alleyway. Hey, uh, 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 is there any, from what I know about the city, is there any way to cut him off somewhere? You don't know Yara well enough, though you do know that there are alleys pretty much every, like, several per block. So there's probably a way, but you have no way to know which way he's going to turn. Question. Yes. Do I know a way that I would be able to cut him off? Because I've been here for a hot second. True. Uh, Make me a... You can do survival or history. I think they're the same. Hold on. I was going to say, knowing your, knowing your skills are more intelligence, yeah. <laughs> I will say that Noah still has the swiftness potion going because it lasts for 10 minutes. Okay. So he is catching up to him. Mm-hmm. He's moved past everybody and catching up. Yeah. Natural 20. Hey. All right. Was that history or survival? Uh, that was survival, we're going to okay. say. It's the same. Um, so, yeah. so seeing him turn Technically into this a 22. alley, seeing him turn into this alley, you know something about the residential, like inner neighborhoods of Yera, which is uh, like where the fighting pit is. They all have inner community courtyards. So he is going into one of these courtyards. If you guys turn down uh, one of the alleys, you should be able to get into open space, not to cut him off, but to see where he's going. Um, you're a little too far behind him to actually cut him off yet. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Noah, on the other hand, you who are closer, uh, if you want to, you can stay on his tail and go down the same alley. I'll stay on his tail since I have that extra 10. Okay. And are you, are you trying to, like, be, are you trying to look like you belong there or are you just beelining? Um... I'm beelining. Okay. Um, so the rest of you, with Christmas being like, here, uh, you just turn down 
uh, an alleyway and Magda has to like stop short and come with you guys to be able to uh, follow along. Uh, all of you come out of different alleyways at the same time as you see the hooded figure stepping into this sort of inner park area that's super heavily wooded. Um, so you are about to lose sight of him. What do you do? Uh, uh, I'm pretty close to him, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say you're within 60 feet. Okay. I'm gonna call out to him and be like, Ah, oh, hey there, guy, you left something behind at the thing. Make a deception check. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that's gonna be an eight. For deception? Yeah. Um, I have a zero to deception. Okay. Uh, he does not turn around. Okay. He uh, continues walking. Doesn't even break stride. So where, okay, where are we? I'm trying to visualize here. Um, so Noah is, okay, so there's this him. very, there's this very large inner park. Um, it is about 90 feet into the heavily like wooded grove in the middle. Um, Noah is, uh, Walter is right at the edge of the grove where he will disappear in a moment. Noah is 60 feet back. You guys are another 30 feet behind. Okay. Just coming out of an alleyway. Uh, I'm just gonna yell hold up there make a make a persuasion or if you're trying to scare him make an intimidation uh, I'll do persuasion they're both the same man if only it was still big <laughs> then I wouldn't fit in alleyways <laughs> motherfucker you stop um yeah. uh, 17 for persuasion you say all right. Um, as he steps onto the path that goes between the trees, he stops and turns and looks over his shoulder and sees all of you. Um, and he sort of takes one more step back. He doesn't leave, but he just takes another step back and you can see him sort of planting a foot, like ready to turn and run or ready to fight. Like, he's giving you the side on, like, not sure what's happening. Um, but seeing Lorcan among you, you see him go, shit. I think we should have a chat, Walter. And he looks at you, says, I don't think I have any business with you. I think you do. We're with the Etlan Mercenary Company. Good for you. I understand that you have been doing some work for the Glacier Watch, is that correct? Yes, I'm a private contractor. And you still don't see like the full uh, the full bit of his face, he's still got his hood. Uh, over, you just see his eyes peering out from underneath it. Did I see? Did we see his face? You have seen on... his face from a yeah, distance. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. Only when Lorkin was talking to him. Now it's covered again. Mm-hmm. I lean to Fustrock and very quietly, I'm like, "Why don't we like this guy? <laughs> Aside from him being with the Glacier Watch." 
And you've been playing both sides by working with uh, with the Blue Shore tribe, trying to turn them against everybody, trying to get their people eradicated by the Glacier Watch. Um, and he looks at you, no recognition in his eyes because he hasn't seen you guys before. Um, he says, I sell weapons and armor to whoever needs them. I don't care who they use them against. Let me I think you're doing you. a bit more than, uh, than selling weapons, or friend. You're selling eyes, too. You're also going around and propositioning all of the arcanists in the Runetown Ring, from what I've heard. I think you've all got me mixed up with someone else. Can I make an insight you, check? You, you can. That was a net one. Hard to read. <laughs> Very hard to read. To the point yeah. where you're starting to doubt it. Like, is this is this really that guy? Uh, Maybe I there's remember, multiple Walter Dines. I remember what um, Magda said. It would be like, uh, aren't you supposed to be the Walter that's on the ship that come down here in like eight months? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Uh, do you know, uh, uh, Hector? No. I don't believe so, should I? I mean, I don't know. He's my second cousin. I thought maybe you'd know him. And who are you? Uh, my name's Noah Barago. Oh, uh, do you ship. know... Actually, do you know, uh, Madeline by chance? Uh, she's a, or, or Maggie, I can't remember her name, she's a pirate. Hold on, let me pull up your fucking list. Miranda. Miranda the pirate. I can't remember what her fucking name is. <laughs> Hold on. Jesus. Uh, I'm buying no. you all some time. Hold on. Figastasia. Matilda Baraka. Matilda! <laughs> she is a second she's your second cousin. She's a gnome, a pirate. Uh we don't remember what the I haven't named her ship yet. Um Uh she's a, a pirate aboard the No Whoops Revenge. Okay, I'll allow it. That's not that <sighs> stupid. <laughs> It's pretty stupid. Uh, (laughs) It's stupid, but it's not that bad. Um, He says, I don't believe so. Okay. I thought maybe you'd know her. Do you need any potions? I can probably sell you some potions if you need them. What What about the ship? What about the ship, the fifth horseman? I know of it, yes. How so? Who has not heard of Ferdinand Orozco? Have you been on it at all? No. Can I make an insight check sure. on that? <laughs> sure. Can I make an insight check? Oh yeah. my god! Fuck this dice! <laughs> fuck it! <laughs> yeah, go another that one. Yes! Man, he's never been aboard that ship. I got a 17. He has not been aboard that ship. Okay, alright. You know, I believe you guys. Thank during you. during the distraction from Noah, I'm trying to 
flank in a way that just gets me a little bit closer. Make me a stealth check. Okay. Oh, uh, Fustrak, you will notice your mother has disappeared. Again? Yep. The She's a ghost. She's you a don't. Ghost. Yeah. You looked away from her for a moment. She's gone. I thought I was following her. Not anymore. You you looked Who's at she? Walter for a second. She's gone. Is my mom a fucking blink dog? You don't know. <laughs> uh, seven for Christmas for the stealth check. Rolled up yeah. big old two. Oh, uh, what? Um, yeah, Walter, he sees Christmas out of the corner of his eye, and you see him look straight at you. What are you doing? Nothing, just... Uh, call me a third-party observer in this conversation here. I don't know anything about you, and I don't know anything about these folks. Well, I would uh, appreciate if you would keep your distance, friend. Well, if things go wrong, you might want me to be closer to you in case you are truly innocent. I do my business. I'm not guilty of any crimes. And he looks at Magda. What do you think I've done that's illegal? Supplying people with I don't. You know, it's I'm not, not illegal. I'm not sitting here saying that you're under arrest or anything like that. I'm not taking you in for a bounty. But the information that I'm gathering, your name keeps popping up. Your name and description. Well, I work with quite a wide variety of clients across the world, so that is understandable. Yes, I do sell weapons and armor to anyone with the money for them. The Blue Shore tribe did not have money for that. They trade. And what did you get in return? Well, if you're so interested, he reaches down to his belt and pulls out a little pouch and you see him open up the top and show it to you and it is this fine green dust. Do I know what that is? He seals it again and attaches it back to his belt. Make me an arcana check. Anybody who wants to know. Do I know what it is because I'm an arcanist? You can have arcana check with advantage. Okay. Uh, Nat 20. 23. Okay. Uh, Fustrak, do you care to know? Or are you distracted? Oh, no. I'm not even doing it. Okay. Uh, And I'm a little bit... uh, I'm a little distracted, but it's largely... My arcana is not something that I'm going to be specialized in. No. Um, uh, Magda and Noah. Uh, Noah, you recognize it immediately because it is one of the best components in the world. It is residuum. Uh-huh. Uh, Magda, you recognize it because you have seen the Tithal clan use it. Uh, they used it in experimenting with your bloodstone formaldehyde and it didn't work. Um, though it could, Noah would know that it could be used to replace the ruby in analog black cascarilla, um, because it's, it equal amounts. Um, this is basically can 
replace uh, components with a gold value in equal value. So if you need 500 gold worth of diamonds, you can just replace it with residuum. Yeah. Uh, do I roughly know about how much he has in that pouch? Uh, with how big it is and how expensive residuum is, because this world doesn't have a white stone, um, which is where they get it in Exandria, for your knowledge, Ben. Uh, yeah. No, I know. It is much rarer. Um, it is mostly mined in Irakel uh, after you break through the like obsidian surface of certain lava flows there is residuum under the surface um he probably has somewhere in the vicinity of or i should i should clarify it's mostly mined in irakel but it can be mined anywhere there are volcanoes um it is probably a thousand gold worth in that pouch alone okay Where did they get that from? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, that seems a little suspicious for a bunch of people who keep cheap. It does. Maybe you should ask them about it then. Uh. Am I under arrest or not? I mean, what are we going to charge you with, being a piece of shit? I don't believe that's against the law either, so if you don't mind, I have business to attend to. Have you been on the fifth horseman or not? That's all I want to know. I've already told you no. I don't believe you. I, I'm sorry. I kind of look at Magda and I'm like, he's telling the truth, he's telling the truth. Do you get do you pay people then to put you on uh, ship uh, manifests to throw people off your trail? And where Why you are? would I need to throw anyone off a perfectly legal trail? It's a good question. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that a Walter Dine is on the manifest for a ship right now, leaving Amnoblin. Halfway across the world. And I assume that's the fifth horseman. You have a good explanation for that. You know, the burden of proof is on the accuser, not the accused. I'm not accusing you of anything. Then why are we having this conversation? Because I want to- I want answers. I've told you. I am- clearly here, not aboard the Fifth Horseman. I've never been aboard the Fifth Horseman. So you can't teleport? Can't tell what? Teleport. Oh. That's a rather high level of magical skill. I'm more of a practical caster. You have been moving around the Runetown Ring very quickly. I have friends in high places. Like the Glacier Watch. They seem to like me. But... That's a strike against your character there. Yeah, shit like shit, man. 
Well, the Glacier Watch also very much enjoys anyone that gives them good repeated business, so you should have a problem with about every fifth shopkeeper in this entire city. Uh, I have a, a slightly less aggressive question, or two, actually. Uh, is your last name Dine? Are we talking to the right guy? Hold on, I need to double check something. Because, <laughs> like, it'd be great if we were just, like, the gorilla in the wrong Walter. Uh my name's George Walter James. <laughs> I do want to, if I can assist with that, whatever check that is, that you're with asking the question. I don't I just, think he's making a check as of yet. If um, he does, I'm going to interject to he, see if I can assist with that. Uh, hold on, that's spelled wrong. But it has to be him because he's basically uh, confirmed that he's doing all of this he, stuff. Yeah. Uh, he just he hasn't says, confirmed that he's been on the ship. My name is Walter Brent. I would Do like I to believe make him? an insight check on that. Yeah, sure. Make make your insight checks. Uh, nine. Seventeen. That appears to be the truth. Okay, then my second question is... Well, I guess my second question is for you, Magda. Uh, why are we... Walter, who's Walter Dine, then? It did... Okay, so did Helena say that Walter Dine was the one who went and propositioned yes. her? Okay. Mm -hmm. Same with... Well, we don't know of anyone else. Um, You know that... Obviously, he didn't talk to the Churisaz Arcanists because they're dead. They got lynched. Um, uh, Helena believes he has probably passed through Mana's, but she doesn't know for sure. It would make sense if he had. You know he's also been through Bowbend, which is not one of the rune towns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay, okay. Is Walter Dine an alias that you use? No. An insight check yes, on that. Yes. Nine. He's lying. Nine. It is. He's lying. Yes. Okay. Listen, all I'm trying to do, all I'm trying to figure out is why we're crossing paths. Well, that depends on what your business is. What are all of you? Traveling uh, glory fighters, mercenaries, meddlers? Yeah, yeah, probably that last one. A little bit of both. Technically, I'm not officially with them yet. And he looks at uh, Christmas and says, Yes, you certainly don't seem to fit in with this group. <sighs> so... I don't know what about that. I mean, me and Noah, are, we, we get along pretty well, I feel like. Uh, yeah, we're pretty much like the best buddies ever. Let <laughs> me let me ask this. If you're so set on believing that you have something to do with me, what have you been doing that's been running you across my business? Saving the Blue Shield tribe, for one thing. 
against the Glacier Watch. The wars they get into with each other are not my issue. It is when you're the one causing the fighting. I am not causing the fighting. I am outfitting people who can afford it. Right. You're kind of instigating. You ain't helping nobody but yourself. Is that not what business is? Oh. Is there something wrong with that? That oh. question is aimed at Foostrack. <laughs> Problem is, is that he's fucking around and getting people killed. I sell weapons and armor. They're literally for killing people. If you have a problem with my business, you need to take it up with Veneer Arms, not me. <laughs> that means nothing to Magda. I don't know. Who you're about. Ah, but it would uh, internally, Astrid is screaming. Do you, uh, do you work for them directly, or like? No, I I'm a contractor, but for the past few years, I have been on their payroll. Is there well, anybody specific that maybe we can talk to? I don't know. Find Leon Veneer. I don't... Is he okay. employing no, you? Oh, yeah. Leon, we can talk he to him. He owns the company, so yes. So he... You haven't spoken to him directly? No, he owns the company. And who's, who hired you? One of his lackeys. I don't know all their names. <sighs> That's where we first ran into your name. And then we visited Helena Brom. In Awas. Mm -hmm. And she said you'd been poking your nose around. Yes. Asking to ally with her. I offered her no. a trade deal, yes. And she said no, because she felt you were suspicious. I will admit, that many people don't find the title of arms dealer very charming. That was suspicious enough but also I happen to get a hold of the ship manifest for the fifth horseman and your name was there may I see it I will only I will pull out and only show him the page with his name on it okay um let me actually grab your you do yeah, here. I don't know where it is. Wanderlust, Magda. <laughs> Second check of letter. Manifest. Doodly doodly do. Uh, there, fuck! I don't have a copy with all the names on it. God damn it. Yeah, let me see. Feck. papers right just the, go through the 1700 letters listen you're welcome no, i enjoy them i'm not complaining i'm just saying there's a lot of them just answer me this question really um is there oh. the name of anybody you know on the second page other than walter let me see i found it on the second page Name on there? Oh yeah. They should be. Oh, no. They should be starred. Somebody that um, you know. Um. Yep. Like all of them. 
all of them are on the second page? Uh, Bostavan, uh, Mikhail, okay. Jared, okay. and my dad. Okay. Um, he takes a look at the paper, sees his name at the bottom, says, Well, that's certainly spelled like my name. Is that your age? Yes. Is there a reason why someone would want to impersonate you? Money, I suppose. Is he genuinely confused? Make an insight check. Ah, so many insights. Didn't he earlier say that that wasn't his name? He did, like, yeah. but you, you guys called somebody. Check. Somebody called him out that that was a lie, so he's just okay. not lying about it anymore. Gotcha. Uh, twenty-two. Um, he is not so much confused as a little bit miffed. Hmm. Right on his coattails. Does that does that mean that he was lying? You can't know. read his mind. You just know he's miffed. Eh. Okay. Uh. So that means absolutely nothing to you then. Hmm? Not currently. Though I do intend to reach out to this Captain Roscoe and see what the hell is happening. Why don't we... I really, really wish... <sighs> Nobody here has message! I can I send a message. You can? Yeah, but we won't hear back for a week. Yeah, we can't. That's not what I'm. Oh, oh, oops. Fuck. Is there anything further, or are you just going to continue to harass me for no reason? Are you not the least bit curious about this, then? Of course I am, but it's my business. It's also my business. Why is it your business? None of your business. <laughs> I would think if you're going to get into mine, I should understand yours. There are people that I know on that ship. And he looks down at the manifest. Hmm. So if there's something shady going on on there, I would really like to know. The nearest guess that I have is either one of my apprentices has signed on with my name, which is unlikely because none of them are in Amnoblin, or someone is trying to steal business with counterfeit arms. And if this Ferdinando Roscoe does not know me, he may think it's me. That is my best guess. Can I have the name of your apprentices? No. So you aren't in the least bit curious either, if one I, of them is double-crossing you? I certainly am, but they do have permission to use my name on things. But one in Amnoblin seems suspicious. I'll tell you their names if you tell me yours.
I tell him all the names except for Hector. Oh, you give him the names of the people you know? Yep. No, he's asking for your name. Oh, oh, shit, never mind. <laughs> I thought he meant like. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. I look around at the rest and I'm like, what do you think? Fair trade? Uh, sure, yeah. My name's Magda Renly. Uh, Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Virago. Okay, you don't have to do all of them all the time. But... I. That's my name, though. I... <laughs> okay. Hold on, I'm gonna grab the names of his apprentices. Um. Didn't they describe Walter yep. when we yeah. have the message? He mm. looks just like him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So, if this guy really isn't on the ship, then someone is disguising himself to look like him. And using his name. Okay. Um, so, you tell him, Magda Renly, um, and he says, I currently have three apprentices. The names are Neelan Droverich, Asia Kurat and Balin Weathers. I will write those down for you. Okay, thank you. thank you. Great. We'll look into that. Wonderful. I'm sure you will. Right. Well, I guess there really isn't anything else that I can keep you here for. I will be reaching out to my connections on the ship to see if there's anything suspicious going on with that. You know people aboard. I told you that. Hmm. I will reach out to my apprentices. Perhaps we have a common contact. Am I like, done? What common contact would that be? Among the crew, if it is one of my apprentices. we ever wanted to get in touch with you just for business purposes not anything related to this what would be the best way to do that um ideally a letter by Vodra post sent directly to me or you can send if you're not in a hurry you can send any requests to my business in isa and he reaches into his cloak and he hands you a card I'll take the card to also shake his hand. And he nods, seemingly a little more comfortable with the way Christmas is acting. Any further inane questions? No, we're done. Turn around and leave. <sighs> and he turns and walks into the grove. Have a good day! And as he disappears into the foliage, in the path he leaves behind, Rayru reappears. What? She was invisible. Oh, okay. She done disappeared. Yeah. 
and Reiru steps out of the sort of uh, wooded area. Looks at all of you. Looks at Fustrak. Well, I suppose introductions do. Uh, when I hear her voice, I'll stop walking away then. Mm-hmm. Did you get anything that we didn't get? Uh, well, being that I don't much understand what you all are doing, not really, but he seems strangely unbothered by what he's done. That lack of empathy bothers me. I second that. He's a businessman. I don't know a lot that have a lot of morals. Unfortunately, those types are very common. But, um... I suppose, uh... And she looks at Fustrak. Uh, introduce me to your friends. What, uh, quickly before that, uh, what yep. time is it? In game. 11.04. In game. No, in game. Oh. In game. Uh, <laughs> 11.04. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Um, no. Uh, it's probably, it's probably been a few hours, so it's, like, getting close to 4 p.m. What time would the AMC office close? Uh, probably, oh, during summer, probably, like, Six, seven is normal for these businesses. Okay. You got time. It's not that far away. Okay. Well, uh, Mom, this is, uh, Christmas. And, uh, Magda and Noah. Oh, hi there. Everybody, uh, this is, uh, this is my mom. And she shakes Is that each two hands. separate names? First name Ma, last name Mom. No, my my name is Ray Roo. Uh, you can call me Ray. Oh, but could we call you Roo? Uh, that would be my sister. Oh, okay. Ray, it is that. Is there any reaction? Mm-hmm. Is there any reaction when? Um, Fustrak says my name. When he said, uh, make an insight check. Christmas fortune, Maya. Secrets. Secrets, secrets, secrets. I, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Seven. The magic number for tonight. <laughs> um, there is no recognition in her face. Okay. Uh, well, I, uh, this is all terribly awkward, uh, I think we got some catching up to do. Uh, don't, yeah, don't feel awkward, it's cool, we're all, we're all nice people here. I feel Uh, like Noah's getting slowly more drunk as this goes on. (laughs) I, uh, I normally don't, uh, I'm starting to get into the correct, correct accent now, I, I normally don't wander into cities like this. Uh, not. This is all very claustrophobic. 
I got a I got a place we can go that's uh, not as densely populated. I think that would be nice. I usually only come into towns to make a little money and pick up supplies. Well, uh, lucky I got uh, got some friends in high places. Um, Literally. Literally, it's a tower. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she, yeah, um, she looks at Christmas as he says, it, like, oh, like that, that big, big tower that's yeah. on the, oh. Yeah. You, you ever going to see the Arcanist? No, I don't really know much about him. Well, that's where we're staying right now, and then uh, we're teleporting to an island later tonight. But what? You're coming with us. Yeah, you'll you'll find out, bud. Had no idea it meant teleporting. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, not really teleporting. We like kind of travel via tower. It's teleportation. Got it. Yeah, yeah that that definitely cleared it up. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of it's just like a like a horse drawn carriage, except it's magic and it's a tower. It's like exactly the same. Definitely, every time you explain it more, it gets a little bit clearer every time, as opposed to the opposite. This is exactly what I'm here for. Uh, Ray uh, takes hold of Fustrak's arm, uh, just sort of loops around his elbow, and says, Well, uh, if y'all don't mind an old lady tagging along with you. Oh no, I love old ladies. You don't even look that old. (laughs) How old is Fustrak? How old is Fustrak? Twenty-four. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she is nearing fifty. Which don't is don't look at yeah. day under thirty-five. Well, and if my you don't look at day under, under thirty-five. All right, you don't look at day over thirty-five. Yeah, she. My she it's hot in here, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> if if a minotaur could blush, she she's like, well, I, I it's hot that. in this outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is summer um, it is late summer so this is the hotter part so sure whatever uh, but she she tags along with you guys uh, Magda when they're like getting out of this this park area she's like I'll catch up with you later I need to check on some things and I'm going to rush down to the AMC office okay be careful, that guy's sketchy as hell. Yeah, no shit. And um, invisible. Just kidding. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I can't do that again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Magda splits off from you guys uh, as you pass by the AMC office. Uh, the Yara office uh, looks a little bit nicer and bigger than the other ones you've been to, but of course this is a crossroads city, so it's gonna have more like funding and people passing through. Um, it is laid out similarly, but there are more offices and sort of uh, extra rooms off to the sides. So Magda, as you open up this uh, like half glass, half wooden door, uh, you hear a little tingling above the door. Um, and you see there's the waiting room sort of area, a desk at the back where secretary is sitting. Uh, this one is, uh, this particular secretary is an older uh, female drow. Um, very, 
uh, short, shorn hair, uh, sort of long, dangly earrings, very nicely dressed in, like, Constanian fashion. Uh, glasses, little spectacles, as she's tip-tapping away on an auto rider. Um, and uh, I... you you would see this whole office, uh, whole sitting area. The walls are covered with uh, paintings and, like, framed... Uh, different framed pieces, including things like metals, uh, some even, like, dented, uh, rank badges, uh, next to some of the paintings. Um, you see a lot of the paintings are of either, like, one or two or, like, large groups of mercenaries all gathered together or, uh, men in the Legion uniform. Um, we just had two people bail on us. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to run up to the desk, uh, show my badge off, uh, say, you able to send messages? Uh, and the secretary stops and looks up and says, um, yeah, yes, I can. Okay. I need a few messages sent uh, right uh, now. Okay. Can I, can I have your name? Magda Renly, look badge, see on that. Great. Well, I, your your badge doesn't say your name, dear. And she I writes down your name. It does underneath. Um, it it acts like a dog tag. So the top of it is the display of your rank, and then oh. on the back that's facing your shoulder, your name is there. So if anybody were to find your body, uh, it acts like a dog tag. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Magda Renly. Um, she writes down the name, or she tip taps down the name real fa- fast and says. Um, who, who am I sending to? Alright, I need you to send a message to, uh, someone named Joan Orozco. Uh, if, if we could do it magically right now, that Yes, this is just so I know what to say. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I need her to tell me, uh, where Walter Dine is right now. And if she has seen him in the past couple of hours, or days, or anything. If he comes and goes, if he seems to disappear, anything like that. All right. Uh, And she finishes tip-tapping. And uh, you see her draw um, non-Thunarian runes, uh, more like, more of the basic, like, uh, what are they called? Uh, the, the I believe they're just referred to as common runes. Anybody can use them. Uh, she casts those into the air, and you hear her speak. Says, "Miss Joan Roscoe, this is the secretary of the Yera AMC office. Miss Magda Renly would like to know if you have seen a Walter, and if you have seen him recently, and when." I just made her English. I'm so sorry. She's American. <laughs> God damn it. So many accents. (laughs) Ah, You're doing good. You're doing good. Shut up. (laughs) It's all y'all's fault because you play in my world. Um, Oh, sure. But uh, she pauses a moment and you can see her taking basically shorthand notes as Joan answers. And she sort of pulls her, her spectacles a little bit further down her nose as she's typing. And she looks up at you and says... Um, she says that she hasn't, she hasn't seen him today yet, but she did see him yesterday. And it is normal not to see him often. 
Can she, can you send another message and ask her to describe what he looks like? I can. Um, she, quick, I'm just gonna, for the sake of brevity, she yeah. relays yeah. that. Um, and she types out the quick description. She says, uh, black hair, uh, dark beard, uh, steel blue eyes, pale, thin, uh, a touch on the short side. Human. Is there something wrong, Miss Renly? It isn't AMC business, it's fine. Well, you're one of our numbers, so if there's some danger or issue that you're facing, we will help you. There is an arms dealer with that name who has been dealing to all sorts, and he is also apparently on that ship, but also I just talked to him and denies that he was on that ship. You said Walter Dine. Yes. Any aliases? Walter Brents, I think. Yes, um, and she turns and starts thumbing through a filing cabinet. She says, do you know anybody that he's been working with in particular? Uh, the Glacier Watch in Isa. Oh, well, that's already a problem. He's been propositioning all of the Arcanists in the Runetown Ring. Has he... Do you know if he's spoken to Miss Selbin? Or Mrs. Selbin? Uh, I have not checked with her yet. Okay. But I would imagine he has. Uh, let's see. Um, we do have... We do make deals with uh, a few companies to outfit the Legion, uh, but I don't see any Walter Dine mentioned or Brent's. Uh, Veneer Arms, Molinarch Arms. Uh, uh, he says he works for Veneer Arms. Okay, do you know who he works under, perhaps? The only one he gave me was Leon Veneer. Well, that's not helpful. And no, she, it isn't. She keeps kind of thumbing through different pages. She's like, I don't think we here have had any contact with him. Um, I can try to... Uh, I can send a runner over to the Glacier Watch to see if they know anything, but I don't know if they'll help us. They're not going to. If he's beneficial to them, I don't think it's going to do anything. Well... Yes, they're they're hard asses. Occasionally they'll help, but not if it's going to cause them a problem. And she closes the file. It says, um, is this something we should get the captain in on? I... Or do you think you have this handled? What What help can I offer? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um... I feel like there's danger, but maybe there isn't actually danger. Um, uh, well, considering your rank and considering this is an arms dealer who could potentially be a problem, I, I'm happy to help you. You're you're not just some lower rank putzing about. 
I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess maybe try and get in contact with Vinia Arms. See if they are sending him, if they sent him somewhere. I don't know. If they if they've sent him on the ship, if they've sent him to places in the Moontown Ring, something like that. I don't, uh, I don't know. Getting in touch with Leon Veneer or any of those people at the top is extremely difficult. I actually might have a connection to Leon Veneer. I don't know. He might be talking out of his ass, but... You know, actually, there is... If you're going to talk to... Devria Selbin anyway, since you said you you were thinking of asking her. I believe she has some connections with the Obsidian Collective. She may be able to get a message to him. Okay. Or right. someone in the upper ranks of Veneer Arms. Okay. Alright. Uh, can you give me the rates for Vodra Post, too? Uh, oh god, I don't remember the rates, but being that this is Gera, <laughs> they would be a little cheaper because they have more business elsewhere. <sighs> Does anybody remember how much it cost? Nope. nope. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> oh god. I, I know it was no small sum. It wasn't. No. Was it? I think I remember you saying it, but I didn't write it down because I, yeah, I, I have a thing. I feel like it was... Oh god. Like 10 gold per page or something? Yeah, it was pretty high. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. So... Cause, yeah, because the manifest to get it to you cost you like 40 or 50 gold. Yeah. Yeah. Which ten... is why it was so obscene that Chris yes. sent me a care package with treats in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so here in Yara, they're going to charge you 8 gold a page. 8? Eight? 8 gold a page. Okay. Less, less than the time. Okay, um, alright. Uh, fuck, do you have paper? Do you have paper? Of, of course, and she pulls okay. out like a ream of paper. I am going to hastily scrawl a letter to Hector. Mm hmm. And I'm gonna try and make it as. Shitty as possible. I'm going to basically say, I know you're trying to come find me. What part of I don't want to see you? Don't you understand? Go back home. Stop bothering me. Stop looking for me. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, like, if you, if you meet up with me, it's not going to end well. Uh, just leave me the hell alone. Father. <laughs> just leave me the hell alone. Signed, Magda. Uh, I'll, I'll hold it up really fast and just pass it to her. And I'm like, send that. Uh, all right. I'll yeah. pass her the eight gold. She she doesn't she doesn't look at it because it's confidential. She seals it into an envelope. Uh, writes a quick address on it, and you see her slip it into a box that's built into her desk, and you hear a That's so cool. Yeah. 
she I wish puts, real mail worked like that. I know, yeah. right? Uh, and she puts the eight gold in the lockbox and says, is there anything else I can help with at all? Are you sure you don't want the captain? No, it's fine. All I'm right. good. Well, um, have a good day. And um, if I do uh, hear anything about this Walter Dunn, um, I will send you a message. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, I'm gonna leave. All right. <sighs> All right. Uh, um, I'm gonna be sick. Uh, I literally just felt my heart drop in my chest as you I described that. Was five seconds away from crying. Uh, uh, so the rest of you get back to the tower like a good twenty minutes before Magda. Um, um, I wanted to make a quick stop on the way up. Sorry. Oh yeah. I just want to stop at like a pastry shop or something. Of course. And I want to order a cake mm-hmm. with a message written on it. Okay. And I want it delivered to the tower. Okay. When they're done. Do you want to reveal the message when it's delivered? Yeah. Okay. When do you want it delivered? Uh, as soon as they're ready. Okay. They they tell you it'll probably take them. If you want it as fast as possible, they can use a, a cake that's already been baked today and they can decorate it for you. It'll take about an hour. Oh, that works. Okay. Okay. So you head Whatever back. it costs, I don't care. Uh, it, for, a, for a cake now, uh, let's yeah. say five silver. Done. Now. Cake, cake now. now. It's like, it's like fucking uh, hot and ready. Yeah. Except it's sugary and diabetes. Except it's, it's cold and it's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you arrive back at the tower ahead uh, of Magda, where um, you see, being that you guys have been gone a couple hours, um, Jasper has finished riding around with the ponies, and he is currently sitting on one of the steps up to Bronstad Tower, uh, drawing in his journal and practicing his writing. And he looks up as you guys approach, and he sort of pops up and approaches Fustrak first, but he sees this other minotaur holding your arm and he sort of tilts his head uh, hey jasper hi who's who's this uh this is my mom and his eyes get huge um and ray smiles down down at him and she offers a hand to him very gentle as is her way uh and he kind of slowly shakes her hand and she's like hi there darling my name is ray and uh, he sort of is like, hi. Uh, and he looks at Fustrak, like trying to track your reaction. Like, he's he's just happy. Okay, just kind of like, whoa. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> Jasper is like, um, I'm I'm Jasper. I'm I'm there and his friend. Um. <laughs> you can see he's starting to get really shy uh, and she just kind of smiles and she uh, she looks over uh, to you Fustruck she says well you've gathered quite the uh, the little party together haven't you yeah um, I've actually been teaching Jasper how to uh, read and write and she just kind of hugs your arm when you say that because teaching was always her thing. Um, and she says, well, 
I, uh... And you see, like, uh, tears start to form in her eyes, and she just, like, wraps her arms around you again. And all of you can hear her. She says, my little man's all grown up. And just <laughs> bursts into tears. Oh, my God. Oh, let, let, let's get you inside. I'll, uh... Uh, we, we got quite a bit of catching up to do, uh... I suppose we do. You, uh, you should know about what's going on back home. Yeah. And she follows you inside. Uh, you see that uh, inside, Aubrey is currently... He has taken over the dining room. Uh, there's just a billion things. Lots of paper strewn across the table. Um, all of the kids are outside with... Uh, someone that you guys have seen among the staff, it seems like maybe they work as uh, as a nanny and a housekeeper or something while the two parents are busy. Uh, Devria, nowhere to be found at the moment. What? Yeah. Uh, but uh, as you guys step in, uh, Aubrey looks up from his work and says, Well, you, uh, you all been gone a while. Uh, how'd it go? I won. Oh, oh we won. Yeah, we <laughs> all, all won. Us, all of us won. What? Um, and uh, he starts like pushing papers aside, and he's like, uh, "Go ahead and take a seat if you like." Uh, and he stops seeing Reiru, and he says, "And welcome." And he looks between her and Foodstruck, and is like, "I assume this your I assume your family." And Ray nods and shakes his hand, leans down to his level because he's so little. Um, and she introduces herself. And he's like, oh, oh, good lord. All right. Well, big happy family, I suppose. Uh, oh, look, a cat. Yo, it's Hobes. Yeah. Is that Hobes or is that Yindi? Oh, that's Hobie. Yeah. Meow. Hi, Um. Yeah. What? God, so many fucking cats. They're everywhere. Uh, they're everywhere. But yeah, you all, uh, you all take seats and sort of make yourselves comfortable as uh, Aubrey's like clearing away stuff, and uh, Magda arrives shortly after. I'm. I walk into the room and I'm really like. I'm always morose, but I'm like way more morose. Extra than morose. Like MCR yeah. morose. Yeah. But your face is covered. You I have can... dead eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Deader eyes. Dead. Deader. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey there, champ. Hi. Magda, you good? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, that's 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 not true at all. What's yeah, wrong with that? That, that doesn't sound very convincing. Is it just Aubrey in here? Or is uh, Aubrey is the only one from the tower that's in here. Okay. Where's your wife? Uh, up in her workshop. Do you need her? Yes. Uh, feel free to go up. I'll give you permission to go up there. I just walk up there. And he watches her go. Shuffling away. Uh, did she lose her fight? No, no, she didn't, but, uh... <sighs> and, uh, Rayaru next to Fustrak says, Oh no, that's... that's heartbreak. 
I, uh... What'd you say? I'm actually gonna cry. Ah! You just told your dad to fuck off. How dare I you? Know. I play him. You just told me to fuck off. Wow. <laughs> Guilt. Um, yeah, I'm everybody's parents. I don't know if I should go talk to her or not. I don't think yet. Um, but yeah, you guys chill with Aubrey and Magda, you you head up the stairs to talk to Devria. Uh I think I am going to pause in my room for a hot second. Okay. Just just like, cry. Compose my yeah. I mean compose myself by uh, uh not composing myself. Magda walks uh, in and goes, ha! and then walks out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say like a good 15, 20 minutes. Okay. I yeah. Just pitch a little uh fit and then I'll kinda I'll go upstairs too. Yeah. Uh as you get to the workshop level, uh you can hear something bubbling away in the room. And uh, as you step in, you see that a, a larger glass-like cylinder has been brought out uh, that's maybe like two by two uh, uh, cylinder. And uh, you see that Devria has moved the Almatum, uh, like little sapling into this closed it and then opened the smaller canister inside so it's still sealed um and you can see that she's got like a chemistry set up nearby and she's watching it as she's writing down notes and she's sort of observing the almatum and you see on the table there's several vials in different racks that all have like different materials in them um and every couple of minutes or so you see her cast and on the inside of the jar a mage hand appears and plucks off pieces of Almatum and then whoa hello and then using a uh, god damn it Titan good lord uh using a sort of hatch damn boy. using a little hatch in the side of hello buddy uh using a little hatch in the side of the canister uh she it's like an airlock where she puts something in, closes it, the mage hand reopens it from the inside, pulls the material in, and uh, she pours it onto pieces of Almatum, testing the reactions. I'll kind of just knock on the um, door frame. And she glances up, uh, almost losing concentration on her mage hand, but you see her, like, grasp her fist and the mage hand, like, catches the, uh, the material it's holding. She says, I'm a bit busy. How, what I, can I do? Sorry, I'm, I've only got a couple questions. Uh, or, what, hold, hold on one second. And she uh, carefully sets down the vial inside the canister, and she turns off a like almost like a Bunsen burner underneath this little uh, chemistry set. She checks everything to make sure nothing's going to explode while she's looking away and writes down a couple things and then gives you her full attention. She says, yes. Uh, I'm not going to take a lot of your time. Just, um, I spoke with Helena Brum 
in Awas, and she said uh, a man named Walter Dine had been around. Uh, I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, if he had a proposition to you in recent months. Uh, yes, I believe... I don't believe I was here, but Aubrey was. Um, Walter Dine... Yes, yes. Yes, Aubrey spoke to Walter Dine. And I assume that whatever proposition he gave to you, you turned down. Well, I wasn't here, so Aubrey asked him to come back later. Um, from what I understand, he was offering to supply some... Uh, oh, good lord. And she walks over to a, a bookshelf and she pulls out like this wrapped pack of what looks like opened letters. Um, and she sort of sifts through them, pulls out like a little like half sheet and looks at it and says, uh, he was selling residuum. When was that? Uh, about a month ago or so. Okay. Yeah, he's just all over the fucking place. He definitely knows how to teleport. Maybe. He. Waha. Waha. You don't know anything. You think you know, but you don't. Uh, okay. Uh, wonderful. And, uh, also, you know, uh, people in the Obsidian Collective, yeah? I do, yes. Okay. Uh, do you know Leon Veneer? Uh, I haven't met that one personally, but I am moderately okay, uh, on moderately okay standards with, uh, Mr. Kett. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um... I don't know if you could put in a good word and uh, say that we have a mysterious figure uh, that appears to be employed by Veneer Arms and is... Well, if you want to talk to him, he's on the next floor. Wait. I'm sorry, who's on the next floor? Kit. What? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just want to hear what he sounds like in your voice. Yeah. I was not expecting first. Uh -huh. uh, well, yeah. somebody here knew he was here. Oh. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up though, because I knew it would be a fun surprise for the other two. Uh, okay, I can just walk up the stairs and talk to Kit, the Spring Druid. He's Summer the Druid? Druid. Winter Druid. Ren is the Spring right. Druid. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. just keep saying that, you'll eventually get it. <laughs> the Fall yeah. Druid. Currently, there is no uh, summer or, or sorry. Currently, there is no, yeah, there is no summer or autumn druid that you know of. I can just walk upstairs and talk to Kit the Winter Druid. Well, don't touch anything and don't surprise him. <laughs> that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fucking accurate. He's. Uh, he uh, was kind enough to give me a visit after we reached out to him and Miss MacAmbero about the issue with Rolliger and Vern. Uh, currently, he's studying the Almatum as well, so I gave him my extra lab space. Um, sure, I'll go talk to the guy from the Obsidian Collective, I guess. 
<laughs> He's just a man. An old um, man, but just a yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 320? That's old. Pretty damn old. old. By elf uh, standards, that's half dead. I I will go up the stairs. Okay. I do so before we do that, I have to pee really bad. Can I okay. pee? I'm sorry, this is going way longer I than I thought it would. Does everybody want to take a break? We can take a break. Yeah, let's do that. Throw okay. us on the second break of the night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I never meant for us to have these long streams, but we will. Um all right. Hey, Coop's first night and it's a roller coaster. Yeah, I don't Christ. care. I'm having a great time. I mean all of it just coincided. But yeah, let's jump on break. Yeah. Uh we'll be back in ten minutes, so let's say eleven fifty. Cool. Alright. Okay. Alright, hello everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. We're back for some more Durinder because we can't stop. Um, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. No. Um, now that Alina's asleep, we could just go all night. That'd be great. Please don't. I'm too I need old to sleep for that. <laughs> I have to DM tomorrow. I would appreciate not doing that. That nah, sounds like a I don't respect problem. your personal times. No. Um, wow. Let's let's do this, Magda. Or well, what's everybody else doing first? I'm waiting for for uh, for that cake to arrive now. Zach is. Foostrock <laughs> yeah. is trying to catch up with his mom. Yeah, um, she she's definitely like deflecting a lot of questions as you're like, "Where have you been? What have you been doing?" She's like, "Oh, been here and there, just sort of wandering around. What have you been doing?" And sort of trying to put it back on you. Like, Fustrak, he wouldn't hide anything from her. Because he, he wouldn't think to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he would be very forthcoming about, um, you know, like, him taking her last words to him before she was exiled to heart, and him continuing to try and, like, push himself to like mm -hmm. learn more for his people um he would probably be a little ashamed about him and his dad fighting mm -hmm. like literally physically fighting um and probably a little ashamed of him having like left uh -huh. um but I think that like as he's going through that he's going to feel more and more like you know, like, why doesn't she want to answer these questions? Yeah. And um, he, he would probably end up reminding her, like, hey, um, you know, like, I, I understand that, like, everything that I've been going through is important to you. But, like, like, you know, everything that you've gone through is just as important. Well, I not. It's not really. I. Nothing. You can do magic now. Well, you couldn't do magic before. That, that's just some tricks I picked up on the road. It, it's nothing important. Do you I know mean, why seems... she got exiled? Um, so, Fustrak's understanding is her supporting like his what, what was viewed as rebellion when he was a kid. 
of him being like fascinated and trying to like learn how other people thought and she was like no he's kind of right like this would be a good thing for us to do okay. like what's so wrong with it well let um, me ask you this is that what your dad told you the reason was uh so that's a good question and honestly zach does not know that <laughs> answer i would say um, he because Tejar's thing has always been to try to keep you true to tradition and keep you in line, basically. It's control. Yes. Um, so the way he would have explained it to you as a five-year-old, being that people are generally not allowed to talk about people who have been exiled, um, the only thing he probably would have told you is that she was trying to guide you down a very bad path that was going to be bad for the whole clan. And so he had no choice but to... Uh, he wouldn't have been chieftain at the time, but he would have been on the chieftain's council, and he would have voted for her to be exiled. And you know, he voted, you know he voted he, he, for her to be kicked out. He, he would tell her that. Like, he, he would make sure that she knew that. And she nods and says, I know. I know I did. I, uh, they didn't keep it a secret. They cast their votes in front of me. I saw who my friends were. Well, and he would also tell her the reasoning that he was told. Mm. Uh, as you, as you explain that to her, what Tejar told you, you see her look down at the table and her brows furrow. And you recognize this even so long later... This is about... This is disappointment verging on anger. But she doesn't get angry very easily. She never has. She is probably one of the most patient people your clan has ever had. She says, no. I mean, that was part of it, but no. What, what happened? I, uh... Our people have never really been... magicians. The few of us who knew magic... We knew war magic. Spells to hurt people. They're war casters. And... I'm... I know a few offensive spells, but I'm not a warcaster. Your, uh, your father very nicely put it as I'm a witch. I, I started teaching, well, I learned a few tricks, and I started teaching them to some of the younger ones, healing magic mostly, and things to help people uh, sort of support magic and your father believes that if people can't fight on their own strength they don't deserve support they don't deserve healing and because I Refused to listen to him. He reported me to the chieftain back then. 
and the chieftain who was very anti-magic other than our illustrious warcasters decided that I was breaking tradition I was standing against Zarai and I wasn't worthy of being a Nathar anymore so I was exiled because I chose the betterment of my people and myself in a way that they didn't appreciate. Yeah, that, uh, that's familiar. You that's, said, uh, you said you left. Yeah. You weren't exiled? Didn't give him the chance to. Honey, you need to go back. Dad and I beat the shit out of each other. You need to go back. I can't. You... Everything that I lost was not worth it. Mom. You and I are right. Might be right, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse us from the what the clan thinks. Doesn't matter what the clan thinks. The clan either has to get with the time, or else they ain't gonna be a clan much longer. They can go out and preach Zarai as much as they want. But when it comes down to it, we're the ones out there that are actually trying to protect our people. They're all so short-sighted that they can't see what's going to happen in the long run. Um, you and I can. She she sort of has her hands folded on the table in front of her, and she sighs and says, You know, the first place I went after I realized I couldn't go home anymore was Haven. I've been across the entire world just to go there and read the Dolmarga for myself and seek some kind of wisdom. We don't, we didn't, we never really have in the past few generations. We, we don't live by her words. We don't put taking care of our own above honor and glory the way she says we should. supposed to put our families first so we are right even in her eyes we'd be right but that doesn't change the fact that being exiled means I lost everything my marriage to your father was annulled I was disowned from the family. You're no longer my son by their laws. No, I don't give a shit about their laws. You've always been my mom. I know. But... I thought you were dead. (laughs) I thought I was for a while, too, for all intents and purposes, but... I found better things to do with my time than mope. 
you want to know what I've been up to, I, uh, I spent a good, maybe, decade up in Amnoblin. I traveled with the Geary Nomads, with the Mammoth Herders up there. Spent a couple of those years working with, uh, a healer in this little village along one of the rivers. Learned a lot from them. I spent about a year in Lachmanos, uh, running around Casca's Val, actually. One of the most dangerous places in the world for anyone who's not a human. And, uh, I'm not to, I'm not ashamed to admit I killed myself with a lot of people. A lot of bad people. And I helped a lot of good ones. A lot of kids. And then I wandered my way down through Garrel Shell. Almost died 40 times in the jungle because didn't know what the hell I was doing. Traveled through the mountains in northern Garret Eldathas. Gave our lands a wide berth, but I actually uh, went to the Guild of the Gate for a little while and learned a little bit from them. They actually offered me a, a job, but I, I said no. Went out to Constanos to see what all the hubbub was about there. Didn't like it. Saw this real, real pretty tree out there though that I did like. It's about the best thing about Constanos was that tree. And, uh, took a ship to Frosthold and been wandering around since. Been here for about five years now. Well, it sounds to me like, uh, these last 19 years you've done a whole lot more living than you ever did back home. And you did a whole lot more good than you ever did back home. You know, when I was in Garrel Shell, I think you'd like these people. I ran into these, um, these Loxodon. Big, big community. Mostly women. I never seen a group of people all love each other so much and work together so well. But their clan was just like ours. They followed Zarai, they upheld her tenets, they believed in honor and glory in battle. But when they had a problem, they didn't look inward to fix it. They looked outward. They asked the orcs, they asked traveling passersby, they sent people to the Ola Stave to seek wisdom from Hesperus is faithful out there rather than just sticking to their own. I really, really enjoyed my time with them. Almost stayed. This really lovely lady out there who took good care of me. But I moved on because every time I saw them do something right, I could only remember what our people had ever done wrong. And now you're here. Yep. 
and I ain't okay with that. You didn't do anything wrong, but... God damn it, after all these fucking years, your father... Yeah. I hate that man you know, some days. You know, um... It occurred to me some time ago that as much as our people claim to follow and love Zarai, you and I, we more fall in line with LM. He came to that conclusion too. I talked to her. What? Yeah, I, um... <laughs> Uh, I kind of died a while back. Uh, Excuse me? Yeah, um, I kind of did something dumb uh, trying to protect uh, my friends and uh, took me about a week to grow all my hair back because um, <laughs> I, I, bur I, I definitely uh, burned to death and got impaled. Um, I'm fine now, as you can tell. I got um, better. <laughs> I got yeah. better. <laughs> she uh, she like looks at you like wide eyed at all of this. Yeah, I uh, I got this uh, tattoo now uh, of a phoenix, uh, which is the only reason I'm alive now. Um, and uh, I got to go have uh, tea on the mirrored lake. she basically said don't be a dummy <laughs> and then I woke up on a real hot egg in a crater completely naked <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I Oh boy, I feel like I'm missing a lot of context there, honey. Yeah, I was on fire for a while, and rather than putting myself out, I decided to try and save my friends. Um, and kill an innocent woman. You can it, you can hear Magda from upstairs. There's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and Ember from across the continent. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Noah Noah took a look at this tattoo. Apparently uh makes me uh a little like not not invulnerable to, but uh fire doesn't hurt me so bad now. And then there's some golden thread coming out of it going up into the sky. I don't know what the hell that's about, but you know, maybe I'll find out someday. I don't know. The... Well, that's uh all little beyond me. Uh, the the point of what I was trying to say is like, you know, family that don't love you for who you are doesn't really seem to be much of family, does it? Well, no, but I don't want you to make the same mistakes I've made. I'm not. I'm making my own mistakes. Okay, and she sort of pats you on the arm. Um, Christmas, are you listening into this? Uh, so two things. Yeah. 
one, can we say that on the way back they stopped by the tavern that Christmas was staying at so that he could get the rest of his things? Yeah, that's fine. Awesome. The other thing. Oh, oh. boy. Oh, no. Oh, boy. We that get to be serenaded. His musical instruments. Um, so uh, uh, when he comes out of the tavern, if, if he um, dragged everyone else along with him, Mm-hmm. Uh, he would way. come out, and he's got on like a like a big green like coat now. That's like really like j- just as fancy as the rest of his clothes. Um, and he's got that, and he's got like a, a a pack that he has with one strap, and there's uh this is strapped to the side of it, little uh little dulcimer action. Uh, and so then once once they do get back, he's got that out, and he's kind of like picking at it a little bit, but then he also is going to tear a page out of a journal that he pulls out of his pack, mm-hmm. and he's going to just like take a couple moments to just like he's writing some stuff down on there, drawing some things, and then, um, yes, definitely listening to that conversation, okay. and then once there is a lull in the conversation, mm-hmm. he's going to take that piece of paper that he's been drawing on, and he's going to put it over in front of um Pustark's mom, and it's gonna have some of the like sigils that she drew when she was casting spells on it. Yeah, she looks down at the paper and looks at Christmas. Yes, darling, can, can I help you? Can you um tell me what those are? Well, they're they're Sunar runes. You're gonna have to explain it to me. Like, um, I don't know what that means. You, you never heard of Sunar? Uh, I'm assuming from the conversations that we've had that I do not know you, what Sunar is. You have heard of Sunar? Is a, you know it's a language, but you have no context for how it sounds or what it looks like. Um, being from where you're from, uh, you have little to no contact with uh, native languages from other continents. So you, uh, you use those to cast spells? Yeah, they're, um... Boy, I never had anybody actually ask me what Thunar was. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. And she, uh, reaches into her own, like, satchel and she pulls out a little piece of charcoal that's been, like, sharpened to a point. She says, well, um, there's a whole... Oh god, I'm switching back and forth between southern accents. This is hard. Um, there's, there's a whole, uh, the whole alphabet. And she starts writing down different runes. And you start to see her write runes that are similar to the letters in your journal. Like exact copies or similar to the one you pick out in particular is uh sala's uh the sn the others look like they're combinations of these runes i would point out that one specifically and i would say i've seen that before well um the closest thing in common to that one would be an S. And she points out the other one. She says, and this one's an N. 
So, like, she put the exact letters together, though. She's written out several letters for you so that you can okay. see them. You can read S and N because you recognize it. Uh, I believe they're called uh, Nauthes and Sowilo. Thank you. Of course, if, if you have any questions about them, I'll be happy to write some more out for you. You two are doing a thing. I'm gonna well, leave you two. <laughs> as lovely as your company is. Alright, well. I'm gonna fuck your mom, Fustrak. No, good lord. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have a husband anymore, technically. That's true. That's true. Or a son anymore, yeah. technically. No, just kidding. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, I'm going to take those, what she's written there, and I'm going to just put that back in my journal. Oh. And then just going to play some music. Ding. Anyway, yeah, she she sort of turns back to Foostrack, but she seems interested in kind of Christmas's questions. Uh, she's always interested in anybody looking for information. She's a teacher at heart. But um, yeah, what what's uh, what was no one doing this whole time? Uh, you know, just listening. Uh, maybe if we've got a while, I'll like break out a chemistry set so I can start to to uh, make a potion or something. Okay. Oh, Foostruck would one hundred percent look at Noah and just be like, "That growth potion, that was awesome. I definitely would like to get another one of those at your earliest convenience." I, uh, I've got the, the, the uh, recipe for it, um, so we can go pick up stuff sometime before we leave, or maybe Helena can show us how to make another one. Hell yeah, I'll, uh, I'll show you how to, or I'll, uh, I'll pay for materials if I can. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, that's good for me. About that time, you guys hear a pretty heavy, like, knock, knock, knock on the front door. Oh, the gate! And then I run and go get it. Okay, Aubrey like gets up to go. He's like, "Oh, you you got it. All right." Uh, no, I got it. See you, bye. Yeah, and you take off, and you see uh, at the door. There's this very like smartly dressed uh, Mercoptera with a little like white hat, um, and he's holding the box in between. He's like claws. Oh, hi there, guy. Hi. Are are you the one who ordered cake? Yeah, I ordered the cake. Do you have your receipt on you still? I sure do. Okay. They gave you one to hold on to to make sure that they delivered it to the correct person. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he, he just double checks it. He's like, okay, here you go. Uh, I give him one gold as a tip. And his eyes get huge. Like these big, like, flying fox eyes get even bigger. And he's just like, oh. and he's just like, thanks. Oh my God. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, you know, uh, technically, I'm, I'm going to call that a gift so they can't tax you on the income, okay? And he, like, put that right he, in your pocket. He, he taps his nose with his claw and puts it in a separate pocket. <laughs> All right. You have a good day, sir. You too. And he just takes off. 
I, the more, now that I'm talking to a bat creature, like immediately I can hear my voice and I sound like, uh, sound like Bartok from Anastasia. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I you... bring the cake back in. Yep, yep. And I take it up to Fustrak. I like pull him off to the side. I'm like, okay, so I got a cake for you to give to your mom. Oh. A whole ass cake? Well, yeah, I figure we could all kind of eat it, you know, but <laughs> just so and we can celebrate. Uh, that's uh, it's pretty nice of you, man. I mean, it's a cake. But yeah, I, you're welcome. I don't know. You know, you're a uh, you're a pretty good guy, Noah. I do what I can, but you know, back where I'm from, my mom always tells me if you're gonna celebrate, you better do it with sugar. <laughs> That's probably exactly what she says. Probably. <laughs> if there's I just a, picture if, a nine by thirteen pan of that molasses. Oh thing. God. Yeah. Yeah. God. Anytime there's like something good happens, Chris is like, "Oh, we need a cake," and she just takes yeah. off. <laughs> and everybody's uh, like, "Did you get the Rocky Road? Is there still Rocky Road in the freezer?" Yeah, we gotta have cake and ice cream. You can't separate the two. Yeah, they're you know the cake's a little sweet, so I like to cut the sweetness with some ice cream. Yeah. You you gotta uh, have you gotta have your dry sweet and your and your dairy sweet, and you put them together, and it's just wonderful. <laughs> I'm getting into character for Chris when you guys yeah, meet her. Uh, but yeah, uh, you you receive a cake yes. that has something well, written on it, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's in a closed box. Yeah. I, I guess that we would, uh, that I'd bring it on over. Okay. And, like, Ray looks over and is like, well, what's that? Apparently it is a cake. Are we uh, for you specifically? Oh, are we are we celebrating something? It uh, seems as though we are celebrating you. Well. Oh, okay. Um. And she just looks kind of flabbergasted, just like oh. <laughs> How thoughtful. <laughs> and she like looks over at Noah, who she saw go get it, and she's like, "Was this uh, was this your idea?" Oh no, this was all your son's idea. He wanted to do this for you. Make a deception check. Damn it. She has do advantage. Do I get she's advantage? A mom. Oh damn it! <laughs> you can't just lie and expect to not have to roll a deception <laughs> no. check. Uh, that would be a three. She gives you this look that's like, like, like a thank you, but also stern, like, now don't you lie to me. <laughs> and it I, is, it reminds you so much of your mother. <laughs> like, I, uh, you know, I turn to Aubrey and I'm like, you know what would really go well with this would be a barbecue. Uh... Uh, uh, sure, sure, yeah, I, I could put that together. Sure, why not? Uh, and he just goes off to the kitchen. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna follow him and help him, I guess. Okay. Let's switch. Wait, what does the cake say? I want to know. Yeah, what does the cake say? Do you, do you open the yeah. cake? 
Okay. Yeah. It's it's got a very poorly drawn like cow on it. And oh no. It's a. I've told them Minotaur, but they don't really know, so they're just like it's a cow. <laughs> it's like a black and white spotted a little, cow. Yeah, a little moo cow. <laughs> it's like a Holstein <laughs> with an udders. <laughs> and it says you're the best mino mom. <laughs> Mamatar. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you guys open it, as Noah takes off, Ray's like. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the, the cow feels a little racist, but oh, no. I suppose it's the thought that counts. Oh they don't see us out here very much. It's okay. Yeah, they, they really don't. <laughs> You spent enough time around me. We, you know, we ended up having the conversation about whether or not uh, female minotaur have udders. Oh dear. Oh no. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was a fun conversation to have. She she very gently like takes a table knife and like smears a little white frosting over the udders. <laughs> She's like, that's better. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do. I. 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 After. After a few minutes have passed, mm-hmm. he is going to draw one more symbol, and it's the one that he doesn't know what it is. Uh-huh. And show that, that to one. her and say, uh, "Do you know what this means?" Well, um, that. Looks like a bind rune. Let me check her knowledge real quick. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a bind rune. Uh, bind runes aren't, um, they aren't your usual alphabet. Uh, they're combinations of different runes meant for a purpose. Um, if I'm looking at this one right... That, and she traces the outer, like sideways v shape she says that looks like canaz uh how does that pronounce hold on uh canaz um sometimes written as canaz but it's canaz um she says that's it that's definitely canaz the other one this looks like a backwards feyu so if we were to pick these apart, if if I'm right about what these are, she writes um, the correct facing uh, Feu rune and the uh, Kenaz rune. She says this would be a K or a C. They make the same sound, uh, and this would be an F. Called that shit. I know you did. <clears throat> I, uh, Are you interested in learning about this stuff? You seem sort of, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, bothered by these. Feels like something that I should know, and I don't. And you are correct. That bothers me. 
Well, um, I mean, Thunar is the, uh, it's our native tongue, and she looks at Fustrak. Um, we speak it here, we spoke it back in Arborea, back when our people used to be there. Um, it's the native language of uh, a version of Thunar called, uh, I believe Glacier Thunar is spoken by the uh, Jotnar who live uh, south of the uh, Antarctic Circle. Uh, and it's the native language of the Giri and the Dolmar again, the Manamar up north. Uh, so Amnoblin is where this is spoken the most. But you can find quite a lot of it in Garadel de Thas. Uh, I believe... I believe it's become a little more common uh, since the Dolmarg have spread out a bit since, you know, Obsidian Day. But it's, uh, it's mostly up there. You can find pockets of it down here. In fact, the, uh, the Runetown Ring, those are all named after runes. Uh, Yera is the J rune, for example. And she draws that one for you, the two V's facing each other. Which I believe corresponds with one of uh, the, yeah, the bind runes. Yep. Is it common for people to use these as names? Uh, names how? This one here. It's a C and an F. Oh, uh, yes. Actually, I, I have a bind rune myself, and she draws it out for you. Uh, hers is a combination of... Uh, she tells you it's a combination of Rido which is R, uh, Rido or Rytho, depending on who you ask. Um, and a, she would probably, oh fuck, what, what name does she use? Uh, it would be, <laughs> uh, it would be a Rido and a Wunyo, which is a W or V. Uh, she tells you it stands for W in her case. So it looks like, um, have you ever seen my bind rune, Coop? Um, Is well, it the one that's on all of the character artwork? Yeah. Yep, then I uh, have. Mine, mine is uh, Tiwaz, Rido, uh, and Wunyo. So T-R-W. Um, <clears throat> Or, oh no, sorry, 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 no. My bind room is a, is a mixture of all of the letters of my first name. Sorry. I, meh. Um, so, T-A-I-Y-L-O-R. Um, hers is... Uh, let me actually just draw it for you real quick. So you can see. <coughs> uh, line. Uh... Where are you? That map. Okay. Lindale Peninsula. I'll draw it off in the corner for you. That would be hers. So, Rhino faces right, Wunyo faces left. 
says, um, these are these are fairly common among Sunar speaking people. Uh, I've also known uh, plenty of uh, plenty of folks who use the Thunar Arcane system to have them. It's sort of our calling card. Uh, most magic casters or people who were born Thunar have a bind rune, though whether or not they use them is sort of up to them. Uh, I've also seen them used by uh, companies to mark uh, sort of different divisions, uh, especially up in Amnoblin. Known thieves to use them. Uh, basically, they're a handy dandy little uh, code system. And depending on whether or not you can figure out what a bind rune is a combination of, uh, it can actually be a pretty good cover for you to put your mark anywhere and nobody be able to read it. Except for the people you want to read it. I appreciate you sharing yours with me then. Of course. I, I, mine's not a secret. I wear mine proudly. And she actually pulls a little pendant out from under her shirt and shows you she has like a cast version of the bind rune. <clears throat> says, I, I was given this by some of the people who taught me some of my magic. Well, I'm going to leave you two to catch up further. Because um, I have just realized that it's just the two of you and me right now. <laughs> uh, and that is uncomfortable. So, uh, uncomfortable, darling. You're I welcome. will, I will take a piece of cake, uh, <laughs> and then I will head up to. I'm, I am assuming that there would be another empty room here that I am able to stay at. Um, there, the four guest rooms are kind of taken up by these chuckle fox, but okay. you do know of a parlor up there that you can kind of hide in, if if you so choose. Ooh, I have to make a character decision. I mean, there, the there is decide. there is also a small library in like a study. Well, up to you. Uh, Ash, mm -hmm. odds or evens. Uh, events. Alright. I, uh, go make my way towards one of the rooms of, uh, where people are staying, and Taylor, I will message you privately as to which room that is. Okay. Where's Jasper, by the way? Is he still outside? Um, he... Good question. Uh... I think he came in for a while, but seeing you talking with your mom, he, he kind of had the same thing as Christmas, like, oh, I should leave you guys alone. Um, he has probably gone up to the library. Okay. Um, for the kit conversation, if we want to cut it off, like, here and then start it next session, because I want to take some more time with it, it's late, so. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, in that case... Uh, Only it's getting... I stayed, you guys. Oh. <laughs> I mean... No, I'm just... Yeah, it's a okay. Joke. Uh... Sorry. Zach and I are talking. Mm, okay. Oh, um, I was like, I'm not talking. Uh, yeah. Fuck, fuck both of you for having the same name. 
God damn it. Um, it's definitely I blame your our fault. parents. Yeah. That's a good place to start. It's <sighs> a good place to start with most things at the very beginning. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will. I feel like we've wrapped up most of the stuff, and then we can start out with Mr. Kit of Volfera yeah. next time. Yeah. Who just is arbitrarily in this tower for no particular reason, totally. Oh, um, sure. But, uh, yeah. Right. So, boy, howdy. We boy, will howdy. try not to go this long next time. <laughs> I, I'm desperately, I'm desperately going to try to make sure this only happens once in a while. So... Like, give me one every, like, ten episodes or something or less. Uh, but yeah, we will be uh, back next Saturday, but not the following Saturday. Yep. Um, so we shall return on the 18th, 5 p.m. shop. And hopefully we'll have stream stuff figured out. Um, if not, I'm the backup plan. And this hasn't gone too badly. So... Uh, let's start with, well, the Atlara and stuff. So, hey, if anybody's still watching or watching this on YouTube, because it's going to be split into two parts, I already know that. Uh, you can find us at, uh, at Atlaren Adventuring Co or ADV Co, sorry. Yeah. Atlaren ADV Co on Twitter. Uh, there are, there is a link tree here on Twitch. It will be on YouTube as well and on, uh, the Twitter that leads to all of our different links for each of us in our projects, those of us who have them, of course. And uh, we, I, I keep the Twitter constantly churning out like messages about different stuff, but occasionally I'll share around other stuff about D&D as well. Um, and then uh, if you do like the stream and you'd like to support us and make sure that we can afford some of the stuff that we're doing because some of it might be expensive uh, check out our Redbubble shop where we have unique designs that we made totes and, and this one will be potentially coming there shortly yeah. Yeah. I'd be cool with that um, yeah I, I think Alina uh, who designed it uh said that she is uh, down with that, but I figured that you two would hash that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk to her about that. But uh, beyond that, I think that's it for the Lauren stuff. So, Ash! Hello. Tell us. My name's Astrid Knight. You can find me at Astrid K. Writes basically anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Mosley Twitter. Uh, or at my website, astronight.com. I'm writing a book. It's about D&D. It's pretty cool. It's called Perception Check. Uh, yep. Wow. thought you were going to forget to say the damn title again. No. <laughs> Any, anything about Tales from Between or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I'm also part of the anthology project. From Same Skull energy. Come on. Clip along. From Skullgapedia. <laughs> Called Tales from the Year Between in the Wake of the Kraken. Uh, you can it's about pirates. So many pirates. Uh, and you can find that on Amazon right now. I have a short story in there and it's pretty neat. Yep. Amazon is sucking right now and I still haven't got my copy, but hey baby, what are you gonna do? 
ABB. So many pirates. So many. Uh, Blake. Oh, I get to go next. Okay. Um. Okay. Hang on. It's late. Crystal Moon. Uh, my my name is Blake R. Wolf. Uh, you can find me at blakearwolf.com. B l a k e r w o l f e. Uh, I think I spelled that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me Blake or Wolfie. Uh, uh, Blake or Wolfie. Um, you mm-hmm. can also find me at any social media by that handle. Uh, I write books as well. I just finished up writing uh, my first fantasy series. Book five is coming out on Wednesday next week. Yay! And uh, yeah, um, that's yep. That's book number one. And I am also hosting a giveaway on uh, that Wednesday as well for a copy of book one, a uh, signed copy. So you can find more information about that in, in my, uh, on my Twitter. And uh, yeah, there's more books coming. I'm writing things that's happening. So um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Oh, okay. yeah. I did that map. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Harris. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at Zachary G. Author. I primarily write horror stories. I'm currently working on my first short story collection. I'm hoping to have that published next year. I've been uh, diligently writing as of late and uh, I'm hoping November will be particularly uh, create uh, create creatively filled ah Um, that's that's an interesting that that would be make a great donut shop creatively (laughs) Creatively filled filled with Mm -hmm. so many crates or a sex shop I I filled this with a donut it's a donut filled with a donut. I filled this one with a hammer. It's just smashed to fucking bits. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's me um, and my uh, my wife, who has been mentioned a lot tonight, uh, uh, is uh, currently working on getting her Etsy shop reopened. Uh, she makes some of the stickers. Uh, that you see behind Taylor. Uh, she uh, drew this shirt with my creative input and then made it for me. I will be advertising a bunch of her stickers on this gigantic water cask okay, uh, up here shortly. Um, uh, yeah, that Etsy shop is Leany Draws, L-E-N-I-E Draws. Uh, it's still on hiatus after our move, but it should be up here very sh- uh, open up here very shortly. Coop, what about you? <laughs> yeah, Coop, do you have anything you want to say? I know you don't have the same project, projects we do, but... Yeah, um, I'm Zach Coop. I'm a regular human being. Uh, I play Dungeons & Dragons, and I don't write or edit books uh, or anything like that. Uh, I I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to have like you guys talk about your projects, and then I'm going to be like, look at my cat. <laughs> he's As he sleeps. He's a cat. He's cute. Um, and um, he's actually being <laughs> extra cute right now. I think he. I think he knows that he's being talked about. No. He's like, yeah. Anyway, Oops. that's me. <laughs> oh 
<laughs> I love Ted. He's so good. Aww. Him and him and his little Allen wrench. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anyway. He's Hello, just everybody. taking random screws out of things that yeah. you can't put back in because nobody keeps those fucking things. I do. I have a whole set. I yeah, I have so, a shitload of them. I literally have like three things. They're like switchblade ones where you can just switch out different ones of those, and then I have every fucking one that I've ever got in a box. Yeah, I keep them all because I, I will be the so only many. one who has them. Um, I've actually had neighbors like come around and be like, "Do you have an Allen wrench?" And I'm like, "Yeah, what size?" And I just hand them the whole set. They're just like, "Jesus, okay." And I'm like, "I've got two of every size. What do you need?" <laughs> Um, thanks, Frank Dad. Taylor. And one of the nicest gifts Dad's ever bought me was a small tool set. Um, yeah. anyway. Hello, everybody. My name is Taylor Wallace. Hi. You can find me in many places. Well, two. Uh, -oh. uh you can find me on Twitter oh, at T-A- T-A-I-Y-L-O-R-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Make sure you spell it wrong or you'll never find me. Uh, I am the, obviously the dungeon master, the long-suffering forever DM of this campaign. And or stream set up entirely because it's been more than one campaign. Uh, and uh, I run the, the Atlaran ADV Co. Twitter. So yeah, you can also find me if you look at our link tree, uh, at Sonder Editing. If you're a writer, especially if you're going to be working on uh, NaNoWriMo or you are revising last year's NaNoWriMo, uh, if you would like an editor who won't charge the soul of your third-born child, you can see what I've got on offer. Uh, I currently offer just basic proofwriting. Uh, I have uh, some... Uh, I have slightly more, uh, I guess, intense editing style where I actually look beyond just mistakes and whatnot and actually, like, keep track of your story to make sure everything sounds right. And then I do also have developmental editing that I'm offering for people who are in the process of writing and maybe need somebody to bounce ideas off of and people to help them write out scenes. I'm not a ghostwriter, though. Uh, you can find all that on SonderEditing.com. I am, of course, Blake's editor. Uh, I've edited the entire Crystalline Chronicles. Uh, you can see my portfolio, which is all of your work, uh, on Sonder. Uh, and then I should be starting editing a perception check for Ash within the next few months, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and we are currently uh, getting more into planning just for people who saw the last campaign or are interested in what happened last campaign. We are planning out the first novel based on the campaign, mm -hmm. which will cover all of the time before the stream actually started. Not uh, all of the time. Mo well, a lot of the time. <laughs> enough of it for me to say, like, 98%. Um, there's, like... There's a couple sessions that we don't cover in the first book. But uh, we'll be going into uh, the viewpoints of Sylphie and Jax. Jax, who the stream never got to meet. Uh, we'll meet Aether. 
um, who I did talk to Austin, and he is absolutely delighted that we would like to use Aether. Yay. Uh, we'll use Winston and Dinky and Yay. all the peeps, and, and we'll get to meet Kenna when she was still Brenna Silver. Yep. So uh, that'll be fun. Come come see the origin stories of of these. Yeah. Yeah. I'd it's yeah. hard to show this one. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah. Oh. Yours is a little. Yeah. It's still. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Um, I I can't wait to see what my tattoo for this campaign is going to be. Um, but yeah. So keep an eye out for that. We're planning on doing the first one for Nanorimo. We'll see if it actually gets done within the time frame, but I hope it does. Uh, Ash and Blake and I are going to be co-writing it together. Or we're they're, they're going to be co-writing. I'm going to be filling in and editing. You're you're writing one third of it. Don't yeah. worry. We will make sure there's at least a third left. For you. We well, yeah. considering I have to put in all the lore and the world yep. information, I'm probably going to be writing quite a chunk. Yep. So yeah, because I yeah. guarantee you, I'm going to get to something, and I'm just going to be like, Taylor. Silphy had no fucking clue what that meant, and then you're gonna go in and be like, yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, and then I have to go through and fix all your misspellings of every fucking name. Yeah, that too. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a book of those. Please. Don't yeah, worry, I am working a on a master document, literally a glossary, glossary. for you guys. Yeah. No, seriously, like it's got, it's got ships, no, it's one. got locations, it's got NPCs, it's got objects, it's got like cultures. It's gonna have like the Thunar versus common magic system. It's gonna have everything. It has the calendar information in it, how it works, it has holidays. It's all there. <laughs> that sounds like it's gonna be the appendix for your book. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need an index. Yeah. Don't don't it, worry. I'm arranging it in such a way that you can click on a bookmark and it'll take you right to it. <gasps> At what point do we just reach out to Wizards of the Coast and <laughs> never say, make never. this into a book. Yeah. Never, because no. this is mine. True. Yeah. Like I can take all the D and D out of it. It's easy. That's true. In fact, the Which only the only yeah. thing that I know we're gonna have a minor issue with is the Raven Queen. Yeah. She doesn't really play she, a huge deal in our. She though. doesn't, but she's still gonna pose a problem because she is a cornerstone to who Vosner is. Well, we can just give her another name. Yeah, we're gonna just replace her name, don't worry. Yeah. Um, she's Same not actually gonna change. Is Tiamat? She's the bird bitch. Tiamat, yeah, Tiamat. No, Tiamat is not D&D copyright. She is an ancient Babylonian goddess. Mm-hmm. And the way I play her is completely different from Wizards of yeah, the Coast. Tiamat is made, uh, showcased in most of the Final Fantasies as well. Yeah, so. she doesn't belong yeah. to anybody, and Bahamut doesn't either. He's an actual yeah. god, too. I knew that, yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, and he's also in the Final Fantasy games. They can't get us. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. probably uh, Bahamut comes from the biblical behemoth. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. I had to double check. That's so fine. we might rename him Behemoth just for fun. Uh, oh, okay. But yeah. Uh, I think that's everything. So we'll see y'all next Saturday for, I promise, it won't be a seven-hour session. I'm going to try real hard. 
Um, six and a half instead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> and uh, just as a reminder, we will not be streaming on the weekend right. after that because we'll all, some of us are going to be at the Ren Fair. Um, some of us are yeah. going to be the fuck out of here. Camping. Well, I'm oh, you're not, going camping? I'm not camping. You're not camping? I thought oh you were going camping. Oh my god, no, I'm going to get a goddamn hotel room. Oh, well, well sorry. Like straight guy. <laughs> Didn't you Excuse go camping me. last year in the same place? I went camping last year and it was a mistake. <laughs> camping is fun though. Camping is super fun in a hotel. <laughs> anyway, we will we will see y'all next week. And uh Trying to think of something clever to say. It's not coming. Uh, most of the time, people say bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fare thee well, mortals. Uh, <laughs> Fare thee well, mortal bus. All right. <laughs> Fare thee well. All right. All right. Now we're actually going. Okay. Bye, y'all. Bye. bye. bye.